You gotta say it correctly. To be nice. (laughs) What? Be be nice. The nice to be nice. Until it's not time to be nice. Then don't be nice. Then stop nice to be nice. Then stop nicing. Oh boy. It's from the best movie ever. I know what it's from. Uh, I just wish either of you would say it right. Listen. Hey, hey. You relax over there. Our time is not to be nice. Okay. It'll, it'll be nice time not. <laughs> nice time not. <laughs> I like that. I like this little mini football. Nice time not. And, do and, not and you'll nice do well things. with it. Okay. Things that are <laughs> do well other than nice. Yes. He'll throw like be a girl. Sorry, Deb. Yeah, no, uh, uh, <laughs> Why are you apologizing to me? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> you almost made Andy drop his phone. Not that he like, needs any help like with that. Like that's hard. I know, yeah. right? <laughs> Boop. So is this this too? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. don't do that. Okay, we'll yeah, do that I find drinks Andy, work better on the floor. If Andy is alone in the woods and there's no one to hear, does he still drop something? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I bet someone hears it actually. <laughs> that's why the squirrels ran. It's like Obi Wan just detecting a disturbance in the force. It's just yeah. like somewhere Andy has dropped something, mm, like a milkshake, milkshake or something. <laughs> <laughs> a milkshake. Oh, uh, the little turtle on its back with the milkshake spraying. <laughs> Damn it! I forgot to bring a milkshake with me. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! 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 no. That reminds me, you're gonna pop by our house. I was gonna offer you wine, but I think I think I'll stick to offering you water. Okay, something I can clean up easier. All right, there yeah. you go. I don't know. Do, you, do your new floors stain easily? Andy would find. Andy a way. will figure it out. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Andy, Andy uh, finds a way. Uh, find, <laughs> we had sippy cups until we moved because my nephew stayed with us a couple mm. of times. That's really disappointing. I was looking for them, and I'm like, oh, I think we don't need that. You want to suck wine out of nephew's spill? No, you get Sprite. Wait, you get what? Sprite, you get vodka. That's, that's what you get. <laughs> Sprite and vodka. <laughs> Squeeze a lime. Still sticky. My dad, oh, when, yeah. when he was in the Navy way back in the day, uh, he was a hospital apprentice, which is just a, a med- um, corpsman. Yeah. Because uh, he was a, a Navy corpsman assigned to the Marines. But one of his first duties was at a hospital in Brooklyn. Now, my dad's from the Lower East Side of New York, which is the uh, Manhattan. It's an irony of, of uh, being posted there. But he told me that they actually would get oranges, and then they would take syringes full of vodka, and they'd inject them into the oranges. And then they'd spend all day very healthily sucking on oranges while yeah. they worked. I think that's a, a brilliant idea for these service. Yes. Didn't, didn't you ever fill a watermelon with vodka? Uh, Kirsten, didn't you ever? Yeah, no. That's a thing that college students do a lot of. Well, I, I, yeah, I know, yeah, I know lots of things college students do. Yeah, I, 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 I did never, that in high school. I never did it because of ignorance. I just <laughs> never did it. I, I, I worked with somebody at a bar that uh, we had the sangria, so you had the big tubs of the wine and the fruit in the walk-in refrigerator mm-hmm. and they used to go in and eat the fruit and mm. the way they got caught was they ate way too much of it one time <laughs> and were very tipsy on the floor and they're like are you okay are you drunk 
They ended up getting fired, obviously, but yeah, that was one of those. I'm like, gotta stop doing that. You're gonna get caught. (laughs) There's Jeff. The the, the Vegas conundrum. (laughs) Just shaking his head from across the floor. The Vegas bar marma. I don't know. Can we make that a shirt? What's that? Jeff just standing there with his arms crossed and the can do that. Gotta stop doing that. <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> it's very Midwest. <clears throat> Judging from afar, yes. I think we should we, we need to we, we should have a party where we have a booze soaked fruit. Yeah, we do. It's named Barry. <laughs> Hi everybody. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, speaking of booze you shouldn't be drinking, um, <laughs> which is the best way to start any story. Um, at the beginning of, if you're listening, kids, drink, Star Trek The Experience, oh, wow. when we uh, we'd go on the floor, the Klingons and the Ferengi, we'd go up to the bar and say, you know, bartender, give us a drink or whatever, that the Klingons would say. And it, they were supposed to give us like a Shirley Temple or something. Yeah, like cranberry juice. Oh, yeah. no, dude. They poured blood wine. They poured a fucking glass of oh blood wine God. for the Klingons. And the Klingon drinks it. He's like, thank you. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> was that Steve? No, no, no. That was the guy that trained us. It wasn't oh. Steve. But it sounded like Steve. Um, oh. Oh, okay. uh, we enjoyed that for like the first week. And then we had to put a stop to that shit ourselves. We're like, we can't do this. this is, we're going to get drunk on the floor. Yeah, that, that and management would oh, yeah. love, love to just... Put people up on the spit roast. Yeah, I was going to say, that had to be early on, because by the time oh, yeah, I was there, we were supposed to give uh, cranberry juice or the uh, the the base juice Just for the warp core. Something, yeah. yeah. No, it was first week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, Long I think, before I, think, I started. Uh, Jeff, I think they were always supposed to do that. I, I <laughs> highly doubt we opened up Star Trek with food and beverage going, oh, and when an alien asks for a drink, give, give them, them one. Yeah. I don't know. Give we, a syringe full of vodka and that blood wine. We, we had a lot of upper management that liked to come into the bar and drink. So well, that's knows? upper management because they, they got that whole rank habits, the, the privileges old, bullshit. Yeah, why the old not? two martini lunches that stretched into four yeah. to six martinis. What's in, a, what's in a Star Trek martini? I don't remember. There's no, they, they're just them. drinking regular martinis. Yeah, it's I just, mean, yeah. Well, Star Trek on. management martini is a regular martini with a dash of sadness. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and there's more sadness every succeeding martini. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's with every martini. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 670. I am Master Torgo. It is Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Vlarg. Fact check, Andy. In the house. And depth. And we're here to talk Week and Geek. Yes, the full complement, the complete cast, uh, minus Steve Biggs as co-star, is <laughs> all here, live, in studio. Andy, good to see you, buddy. Wow, it's good to see you, too. I go away for a couple of years, and chaos ensues. Maple Leaf has earphones on, and it's just craziness. I know. Dogs, Dogs and cats. cats living together. Oh, my God. Has it actually been three years since we've all been in the same room together yes, at yes. the same time? Yes, it has I know been. each of us have been in, you know, one at a time, and Andy's been back since. Yes, Jeff. The answer once. to that yeah. is yes. I've been back Crazy. once. He was back, yeah. and he, he blew my mind because he told me he, this. he was back in 2020. Yeah. And I was just like, I came back to vote. Sooner than that? And to no. see my youngest child graduate uh, cosmetology school. But yeah. Yeah, and, but yeah, I... 
I don't think we had the full compliment though when he was here for that. You didn't have me on because yeah. you know because we don't like you, right? Yeah. No, I was unclean. <laughs> I came on a plane. It was early COVID. It was before oh, yes. vaccines. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Before vaccines. Yeah. Not 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 a, and not opposed to the Christmas holidays where planes apparently did not have COVID. Yeah. Well, Duncan. Mm-hmm. everybody i know who flew on a plane in december got covid or got sick in some way not us well we were sick yeah i was gonna say it wasn't from flying it was from the weather and being around people filthy people listen i know i know know what both you guys said you had covid no we didn't i'm pretty sure i had rsv actually Oh, because the only symptom I had was coughing. Oh, I, what do I know? I, I don't know. I just, I just, I just was continuously testing for 14 days, and on the 10th day, it finally came back COVID. You guys, went after the second test, ah, oh, fuck it. I did four tests, and I didn't do them. Oh, sorry, four tests. I spread oh, them out. Goodness. Oh my god, is there a line you had to cross? Is it was it six tests, seven? I'm How just many? saying, it took me almost two weeks to finally. Show positive. Okay. You're constantly around sick and dying. I, Not I, at that I, point. I would like to say that that is the only time on this show that he's ever been positive about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> and there you go. Here, have a little football. What the hell was that? That, that was, was you me. me. That was oh. me. Yeah. I'm glad you copped to it. So, going forward with a little uh, Geek Shot Kofi news as the Nerf football gets kicked back and forth across the table. The mini Nerf football. It's like a one-and-a-half-inch one football. It's good. It is. But it's proper Nerf. Yeah. yeah. It is. So. But no flared base. <laughs> uh, inside podcast baseball joke. Geek Shot uh, Kofi members uh, levels four and five. Uh, looks like we're going to attempt to do a board game meetup this Saturday. So watch the Discord server for information on that. Yep. As for uh, the Kofi itself, uh, we're looking at spicing things up on the Kofi. So watch this space. Uh, new year, new shit. So we're going to throw some new things on there. I think you're going to be very happy and excited for what we have to add. But uh, we're still fine-tuning things a bit. So uh, more news on that later. And uh, that being said, uh, what geeky things you do this week? There's so many of us, but uh, let's... Uh, it's got to be starting with Andy. Andy, what did you do this week? I don't need to know about the last three goddamn years. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Matt, he stole no. your line. <laughs> no, actually, uh, the um, not this week, but the week before, I went to uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, I went to see uh, They Might Be Giants uh, for oh, nice. the midnight show. I mean, see, nice. I see them do the how are the New Year's. How are they doing? They are great, days. yes. Um, it, it, uh, Jonathan Colton opened for him. Nice. Uh, wow. Yeah, worst Jonathan Colton show I've seen. I've seen quite a few. Get out of here. Why? He, why, was, why he, was, he was coming off being sick. Okay. Oh, And well, so he yeah. played, and in retrospect, I'm kind of glad I saw it because what he did was he played uh, a bunch of songs he doesn't do very often that were kind of low key. But it was a very low key opening act. It was a little weird. But uh, yeah. Um, well, you know what? When I saw him, Pear Ubu opened up and they nearly got booed off stage. Oh, so wow. I, I get it. No, he was, he was well received, but it was very, I mean, I've seen him many times now and it was a very quiet show for him. Um, all songs, the only thing he did new was he had, he did Mr. Fancy Pants, which is this show, he, the song he does on this weird machine that's like a drum machine guitar thing. It's very weird. I'll look it up sometime. Um, but uh, he played Mr. Fancy Pants, and then he played 
Jingle Bells, but he'd program it into fart noses into it. So it was like Jingle Bells with random fart stuff in between it. So, yeah. Wow, okay. It's very low, low, uh, low uh, yeah. Sorry. Sounds like the kind of song I would do. Right, yeah, exactly. Like but, yeah. Um, they Might Be Giants was amazing. They did two sets. They did uh, like a 40-minute set, and then they broke for 20 minutes, and then they played straight through past midnight. They did, you know, they did Countdown and all. Wow. Uh, it was very cool at, uh, you know, about... Three minutes to midnight, one of the Johns, I can never remember which John is which John, turned to the other one and said, we got three minutes. Uh, you know, and he said, you know, um, what, did he, what did he say? What song did he have him do? Um, the, the male one. What the fuck is that? Uh, letterbox. He said, do letterbox. <laughs> so, so he like whipped out letterbox and did it. And then like, okay, we got one, one shot's 12. Now it's 47. No, it's 12. Go. And I started counting to the countdown. And, and we all sang Old Lang Syne. It was fun. Oh. Yeah. Uh, in the and near the end of the first set, they sang. That was a, the show was uh, favorites, horns, and flood. So they did a lot of stuff from flood, oh, okay, uh, which was great. Uh, but they sang sapphire bullets backwards. Get out! They sang the whole song backwards and played it backwards, and then when they came back from the break, they had the video screen up. And they reversed it, and they That's played the song. You heard the song forward that they sang backwards, and you can find it on YouTube. They've done it before, apparently. But uh, I love this. Wow, song. was that astounding! Wow, wow, indeed. Yeah, and it's a hell of a way to ring in the New Year. Oh, it's crazy. And then the uh, the Istanbul, they did like a really long version of Istanbul, and they had the horns. So all the horns got their own solos. Oh, and nice! It's a great show. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. God, I don't get out much these days, so that was like really getting out truth oh and uh i had uh the best pizza in the world uh with mm. dinner with uh jeff harris and uh jessica harris and, and the harris harris sprouts well now hold on you harris can't, you can't just throw that out there what is the best pizza in the world new haven pizza why is it so good wow apparently that i mean uh jeff was saying he has his he has people in chicago and new york fighting back and forth and they both like sort of turned to him sideways and go, yeah, but really, it's New Haven pizza. It's, it is really good. I was like, eh, I'm sure it's fine. And I had him like, yep, yep, they're right. It's good. It's what, damn good. It's what more, is there a, what, what does it? What it's, defines it's, it? It's similar to New York pizza, but the, uh, the sauces out. are yeah, better. So am I. So am I. What's that? I'm, I'm out. New York out pizza too. sucks. It oh, does. No. Oh! Yeah. The, su- the sauces are uh, better. You, you, okay, you start on, I like New York pizza because you can fold it, easy to eat. That doesn't make a good pizza. It's, yeah. a, it's a good part of pizza. It's crisper than you New York pizza. Walk it's, around not, it's not the it. big floppy, you can actually pick it up, but it's still thin and uh, like thin crispy pizza. I'm out. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm out there. I, I need some thick dough pizza. I need some pan pizza. I All need right, some stuff that's Jeff, going to Jeff, send these people some pizza because they don't believe me. Uh, no, nah, you're full of it. The Red Dwarf's pizza. It's very good. Really Isn't that like Detroit style? Yes. Yeah, because they get the sauce on the top. But it's like super third pan. It's like pan pizza square ish, yeah. and they're they're like thick slices. They're and they're like airy. They're not heavy dough. It's like are they airy squares? Dough. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pizzas come in triangles, not squares. Nah, Sacrilege. You'll you'll have it. Listen, there's room in this world for all kinds of. Pizza. And there's room in this world for the, just, just not New York, not New York pizza. pizza. <laughs> just not New York there's pizza. There's nothing wrong with New York pizza. <laughs> Fuck New York pizza. Fuck you. <laughs> Jersey pizza is pretty much the same kind of pizza. As yeah, New York pizza. The best well, well, pizza Jer- I've ever had to date was across from the Buffalo Air International Airport. 
we were in a motel and this little like old style pepperoni, this buffalo pizza. Yeah, the old school pepperoni. Yeah. That's the thicker sliced and it yes. does that cupping thing. But it was in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. That's, I'll uh, give them that. I love it when my pizza cups me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite pizzas was in France in a random restaurant. Fascinating. Just, yeah. It was just good because it was France. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we, we, France. <laughs> we come from France. France. My pizza comes from France. What, what kind of snails were on it? Yeah. <laughs> no. And, 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 was yeah. it like Gruyere? Or? Yes. Yeah, it was like it was it was like um, refined cheese. I don't think it had a red sauce. It was really good, like olive oil and basil. And you're oh. you straight so far from from my pizza. god. That's no, not pizza. pizza. That's that's flatbread. Yeah, really. So that's that's pizza. Yeah. So Deb, what's the worst pizza? Oh gosh. I don't know. Cafeteria. Yeah, the stuff uh, you got in school. I don't know. I'll, I'll help Nostalgia. you. Nostalgia. We can help you. We can help you. New York pizza. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I happen to like greasy New York pizza. No, you no, don't. no. The Ravens aren't okay. greasy. The, the little square school pizzas were actually yeah. better than some of the pizzas yeah. I've had as an adult. French bread pizza. And that's pizza. not saying much. We had French bread pizza yeah. in high school when I was a kid. And it was like, that was the day everybody bought lunch. Now, well, I'm sure yeah. that it's gotten better since then. But when I lived in England, that was the worst pizza. Oh, I could. Oh, yeah. well, I could see that. it's England. Yeah, I've, almost all the food in England it is had, terrible. It had one how, or two how much mushy pea? Not was anymore. On it. Uh, well, that's just it. It did have mushy peas, but it did have like someone kind of bean on it, oh, and and, oh, and whole kernel corn. It was like oh, no, with the corn. Are, are you sure oh, you like, just didn't eat somebody's no, bread like, they puked on? It's like gas station pizza in the Midwest. That's what gas station pizza is like in the Midwest. Like my gas Robert station Diego, pizza. And okay, <laughs> past life, my ex-husband's family lived in Iowa, and when All we right. visited once, yeah. Well, there's your problem. I know. <laughs> um, they always ordered pizza from. It was a chain that was always Exxon. attached to a Call gas Exxon. station. All right, yeah, we need, uh, was it Shakey's? I no, it wasn't Shakey's because oh, I've had shakies. it wasn't Shakey's. Okay. It was something else. But afterwards, you shook. I'll have to look and see if I can find it. But they had things like taco pizza, which actually had like lead, like shredded lettuce on yep. the pizza and stuff, and like yeah, diced tomatoes and taco meat. And there's uh, only one acceptable hamburger Mexican pizza. pizza, and that's from Taco Bell. And it's well, not yeah. really pizza. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what that. I'll bet that, it was that, Casey's. That Casey's looks really familiar. Oh, I've seen Casey's. Uh, I've been the, to Casey's. The few times I've been through Iowa, I do remember there were Casey's, and a lot of them were attached to uh, to gas stations. But yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Casey's Almost General sounds as bad store. as New York pizza. <laughs> what is yeah. wrong with... What New York pizza hurt you? Yeah. All of them? All of them. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> God. Yeah, dude. The, the, your, your, your thin crusts are. They, I'm glad I could initiate Pete. Initially, yeah. I'm honestly, glad I could initiate wow. Pizza shop. There it is. Could, it took. Uh, how long was that? <laughs> honestly, the thin floppy crust on New York pizza doesn't bother me so much as the fact that a lot of them that I've had that are supposed to be quote unquote authentic New York pizzas don't have a good sauce to them. No. Cheese is good. Toppings are good. Sauces like freaking just. Regular tomato sauce, now, like no seasoning. It yeah, let's no be, worse than that. Just let's like be clear on the sauce. The sauce, sauce varies from pe- place I, to place. I know that, but I've had several different brands of New York style pizza. You know, it's Wait supposed, that are supposed to be authentic. <laughs> New York pizza or New York style? Ah, mm. There it is. You got well, to go to New York. New York. So oh, 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 oh bullshit. Domino's has Brooklyn style pizza. I guess what? Hold on. Someone who's been to New York many times, it's shit. Oh, you know what? (laughs) Well, he's got a point. Well said, Florida man. Now, (laughs) 
I didn't say Florida pizza is the best. For They're you? saying New York pizza is the best. Does Florida have pizza? Is it covered with Werther's Originals? What is it? <laughs> comes with Alli- little oranges? Comes with alligators and crack. Now for you hey, two. Alligators, good. Meth. Now for Meth. you two. Meth. For you two original colony bozos, uh-huh. I am going to New York this year. Oh, okay. Oh, I will try some authentic New York hey. pizza, and I will have my friend take me to whatever the best one is. There you go. I want you to go. And I will report the, back. I want you to go across the river to Hoboken. I want you to go to a place called Benny Tudinos and get a slice as big as your fucking head. Why would I ever go to Hoboken? Because it's good. It is Hoboken. Yeah. yeah. More importantly, we want you to go across the river. But not in a boat, <laughs> not on a bridge, not in a tunnel. <laughs> you know, you know, New Jersey. All right, the, the, place, is, the place that wanted to New York but couldn't. You know, uh, uh, do we, I have to play the this Sopranos a, theme as I'm driving yeah, over there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This has Woke to be a. Um, and there's a great deli down the street where you get gabagool. Co- Kofi uh, video. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, you, you gotta you gotta have that recorded, and we have that as a Kofi. Uh, do video. do do the whole Sopranos uh, yeah. opening, and then just like shot for shot, yeah. and then you just, just drive driving. up to Benedito's and Benny Tudinos. Benny Benny Tudino, <laughs> not Benny Three Dino. <laughs> hey Dino, Benny. All right. <laughs> so so Matt, what'd you do this week? <laughs> This is how you properly do it, Andy. Absolutely nothing. Spot on. Spot Did, on. Didn't you do some games? I listen. We have so much, only so much time. Andy took up like forty fucking minutes because it's the with Andy with his goddamn pizza talk. <laughs> Dad, what'd you do? Your pizza sucks. She's speechless. <laughs> it was that. What the fuck was that laugh? <laughs> it was like you were forcing it out. I was trying not to call. <laughs> anyway, we actually got to play Viticulture. So when we did the podcast, well, sorry, when we did the convention in September, um, I picked up a board game at one of the local shops who had a table, and it was Viticulture. And we got to try it. We actually both enjoyed it. It's a, I could see how it doesn't take very long to learn. And it's one of those that you just keep going until Who someone... Who taught you guys? Because you guys are horrible at teaching the game. Oh, my God. So... This one's horrible. It's not me. Guys came, you came and play Mexican train right. Uh, oh, my God. Andy that was blew a our fucking issue. mind. All right. We're, we're coming back to that. Yes. A bit of culture. And then I want to yes. know how Andy blew our minds this week. <laughs> So it's one of those games that you play until someone hits so many points or higher. Worker placement. Yes, and it's a worker placement game. So it can be played with two people. I definitely think it'd be more enjoyable with three or four people. It is definitely one of those where you're fighting over space and you can only play so many. But you get to pick. There's different phases and there's two worker placement phases per year because they pretty much go by a year cycle of planting and, and collecting crops and making wine. And so there's two phases. So you can choose when to place your figures because the spring cycle and the winter cycle give you totally different things. So you're really trying to like guess, do I need to plant stuff or do I need to actually like harvest my stuff so I can make some wine? Because the goal is you get the most points. Now you get points from, from random things, but the most of your points you get by filling orders. And you can only fill orders if you make wine. So you have to go through all of the precursor steps to be able to do that. And they've built it really, really well. They've added like, 
you need to purchase this structure because it lets you make higher like higher amounts of wine grapes and um so then you have to earn money to buy the buildings and so then you're focusing on money instead of you know what i mean so they do a really good job of balancing um what is available to do and kind of how you need to get to where you need to get um barry obviously won he's really good at worker placement games he always beats me when we play by ourselves but um it was enjoyable it was a good game all right this this next question might decide whether or not i play it does it have a phylloxia card you can play a what? That's the card that destroyed the entire French. Uh, that's oh, not the card. It's the uh, uh, microbe that destroyed yeah. the entire French wine oh. crop Ooh. once upon a time. Uh, no, because it's, no. it's set in Tuscany. Ah, yeah. Then I don't want to play. I thought this was going to be a <laughs> drinking Italian game, wine. and it wasn't. So we kind of have to make your own drinking game when you play it. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Yeah. And also, you know what? Be running some board game arena this weekend, and they've got it on board game arena, and you can learn it through the tutorial on board game arena. Ah, very but nice. But it is player limited. Yeah, I think I it's think what four, right? Four or six? Oh, six, I think. Oh, yeah. six is impressive. Yeah, yeah. So. few worker placement games can handle the six player. That's well, interesting. And actually, it's interesting because they've built it so each location you can go has three little circles so you can put dudes but they're limited based on how many players are playing uh-huh. so if it's a two player game only one circle in each space is available if it's a i think a three to four player two spaces are available and then five the higher, to six is yeah all three and if you're playing with that many people one of the spaces on the three gives that person who lands there an extra thing kind uh-huh. of like on lords of Waterdeep. if you go to pull a new quests you can either get gold and get a quest or uh, get a, a play card, co- like one of the action cards and a quest. So the, they build it like that. Okay, Kofi board game players. There you go. There's your homework. Learn how to play Viticulture because eventually we're going to play it. Yeah, it was When the player count allows. Yeah. Barry, what'd you do this week? Uh, well, before we played Viticulture, we got back from Disney. Oh, shit. We went to Disney World. Yes. For way too fucking long. <laughs> and uh, we also went to uh, Universal. Uh, for one day. So we went over the Christmas, and help me out here if I screw this up, but we went over uh, Christmas uh, from the 22nd to like the what? Till the 31st. We came home on New Year's Eve. Yeah, it was long, and oh, there was so many people. And if there's one thing in this no, world no, no, I don't no, like, no, no, no. it's people. It's not so many people, so many kids, because that's your, that's your kryptonite right there. Yeah. No, every picture that I saw had a picture of your face Looking completely. Well, there's the problem. There was a picture of him interacting with you. Yeah, those are my nephews. Oh, actually, one of my nephews. So I have three nephews that came with us, and uh, my nephew Lucas like really bonded with Barry. He's the one of the three that's adventurous for food, likes to like learn new things and watch new things, and so he's very he and Barry bonded. How old is he? He is ten. Okay, so eleven years. He and Barry are drinking buddies. (laughs) I don't believe this. I think you're making up stories. No. You're trying to humanize him or something. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, don't get me wrong. I would have much rather it had been just Deb and I tooling around because we would have gotten places faster. You think? And we wouldn't have to wait for people. Yeah, we had, it was nine of us. So it was a big, it's a big group to do Disney. It's a baseball game. Yeah. Yeah, Last time I went (laughs) to a theme park with a friend that had kids, I ended up basically saying, you know what? Go do what you'd like. I'm going to go. Do my thing, yeah, and I'll meet up with you afterwards. Because you got to do it. We it was taking forever to go from point A to point B, and we had like so try doing the entire that, alphabet to try get doing that on the busiest time of year. Oh yeah, with 
an ECV and a wheelchair. Yeah. So my mom. But the wheelchair gets you at the head of the line. That's yes. Well, the wheelchair. So that actually, hold on, hold on. We've got three things for that. Yes. <laughs> oh. Three things we gamed the system to the point where we actually were able to ride pretty much everything we wanted to because we had the ability to do so. But Barry will talk about that in more detail. But so my mom is in an ECV oh, yeah. because she's in her 70s and walking and being on her feet for that. There was no way she was going to keep up with us. So we got her one of those. That's like a little scooter. Right. And being in her later 70s, and sometimes she doesn't always pay attention or she gets distracted and she's trying to look around. So she kept hitting people with it. She kept like walls. running into walls with it. Oh my God. Um, so my older sister and I pretty much because- and they love those Is she a Roomba? Yeah. Hmm? Is she a Roomba? Kind of. She kind of okay. drove that way. So <laughs> we spent most of our time trying to like be the traffic control of like making sure, because that's the other shitty, it was driving me nuts. People, when you're walking and it's super crowded, they know ECVs are there. They see it, but then they continue walking directly in its path. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you yeah, not expect to get run over? Because yeah. that's what's going to happen. Well, it's an inconvenience for them. Oh, well, so how many times did Barry have almost okay, get in a fight I'm, with somebody? I'm, I'm, well, I'm we did quite a few. We're like, we would literally get in their way and stop them from walking, and they would get pissy. But I'm like, dude, do you want to get run over? What no? is an okay. ECV? Electric uh, something Conveyance ve- vehicle. vehicle. A scooter, dude. It's a yeah. scooter. It's a scooter. ACV or ECV. ECV. Okay, I was hearing ACV. Okay. Yeah, she was in an ATV. Right. Four wheeling. That's a magic. That would have been awesome. Literally running over people. So ACV. we had the ECV. <laughs> and then uh, one of her nephews also had like a knee problem. So he was in a wheelchair. Yes. For, but he could still walk, which was awesome because they could just leave the wheelchair and he can go in. Plus, we sure. had the genie. The Disney genie thing. Yes. Now, how much did you pay for that per person? $20 so, per person, isn't it? No, we got it. So I, because we've had this package for so long, ah. we planned this in 2020. Is it included um, in your ticket? So it was like $6 per person per day. Gotcha. Whoa. Nowadays, they're charging, what, 22 was it? Now it's a variable rate depending on the, how busy the park is that day. Yeah. Yeah, they okay. just changed it. It's $20 per person, and you can only buy it the morning of. Jesus. You can't pre-order it. Yeah, fuck that. So we had, so with the wheelchair and the ECV and the Genie, we get in wherever we want. Now... One day at Universal, we didn't have any of that stuff. They don't do that That wheelchair goes to the front of the line shit. And I looked at the price of their, whatever it, front it's of called, line pass. front of the line. Oh, my God. Thing. It was like $250 yeah, per person. Per oh yeah. person. For one day. And they no. were sold out. Uh, I, I know, you know all how many about rides we went on? Maybe like two, two or three. We went on two. By the way, the Hagrid's motorbike ride is fucking amazing. I've heard that. Oh, that's why I sold oh. it. Uh, yeah, no, Universal uh, has been getting a lot of flack for that because the actual park tickets are super cheap, but to get that front of the line pass, okay. it's two to three times what it costs for, for the, the admission. For the park ticket, yeah. It was uh, I'm not really into spending two hours in line for, for a five-minute ride. There is a, uh, a waiting to ride time ratio. Yeah. Just like the price of taste ratio. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That must be adhered to, and Universal's sucks. But yeah, that day was a long day. So yeah, Christ, we were in line for twenty minutes for a we, fucking pretzel. We left Disney that day at five a.m. Was it a good? How pretzel? do you ride a pretzel? You left. So we had one day that we planned Universal, so we had to get a ride there, right? So I booked us actually transportation so we could all ride together. They picked us up at five a.m. To go to Universal because oh, they're not that made really, really that happy. close. I mean, they're not super far away, but they're not close either. And since I booked everything through a travel agent, we had early entry at Universal, which started at seven. So we needed to get there early enough that we could get in line. And I also had to get the tickets at will call anyway. So we book it to Hagrid, and 
I'm everybody who had early entry was booking it to Hagrid. I mean, like people were running, like running to this ride because it's at the back of the park. It was it was absurd, and we still waited an hour. Well, for you know that why? Line. Because a we had to wait because we had to rent the wheelchair. We got to do the other thing. Then we got to walk all the way over there. Then when we get there with nine people, I don't know what do you want to do. I don't know what do you want to do. Who's gonna wait here? Who's gonna do this? No one make a fucking decision. And so I'm watching people go ahead of me. You wouldn't have all these line problems and stuff. You've just gone to the Gatorland Snapperoo instead. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point there. Gatorland Snapperoo. I'm thinking that's our next. Uh, do they have uh, fast passes for that? Yeah, you I don't need them. Been so long since I've been there. I don't think they'd need them. Yeah. Gatorland Snapperoo. Yeah. yeah, Gatorland. I've seen a lot of travel vlogs on that. It's it's very interesting. Can you I'll just eat put them? it that way? Gator's delicious. If I remember correctly, you get to watch alligators eating live chickens, but yep. it's been a long time. Oh, That's why they ch- taste like chicken. Mm-hmm. So the Houston Zoo does a fundraiser every year um, in the fall where they do like food nights and they have lots of restaurants from Houston have booths and they give you food, but then you get to watch all the animals eat. So like they'll have like the carnivore, like the big cats and stuff, and they'll put like a chunk of meat on this chain and you get to just watch them like attack it. I asked my brother about this. (laughs) When when the zoo animals die, they don't feed them the other zoo animals. I'm surprised, but they don't. You're surprised. Yeah. I mean, you know, probably a waste of canoe. you would be a horrible zoo. I'm glad. (laughs) I'm glad the fates made your brother. Animals would go missing, and Andy would be getting fat Jesus for some reason. God. <laughs> you, yeah. Andy Taylor, veterinarian. <laughs> One big disappointment we had at Universal, though, because we haven't been to Wizarding World since Barry's birthday trip, so 2017. Six years, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they yeah. no longer sell all of the wands. So we started our wand collection by buying them there at Universal Studios in Florida and they the last trip we had they started coming out with the interactive wands and so they've built these places in Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade where you can cast spells and it interacts with right. shop windows and stuff. it's very much for kids now that's all they sell they only sell the interactive wands really yes so now we gotta buy them through the noble collection right that's I'm always like that's so dumb. I mean I, I kind of get it because the last time I was there, that's all they were selling. They were not selling like none of the other like the inactive ones. You mean they were, were there, selling. but they weren't selling. Yeah, gotcha. they were. They just nobody was buying them. They were all buying the interactive ones, and they had specific interactive ones that they were looking for. Supply and demand, I guess. But yeah, yep. so even the ones that are like nobody's ones, but you can you know customize to yourself. That that group, they also only sell those in. Interactive too. I should probably also clarify that was in Holly, the Universal Hollywood. Hollywood. I haven't been. I also haven't been back to Universal Orlando since we went. Another Me fucking neither. New York pizza no, story. I'll tell you. <laughs> just surprised that's the hill you want to die on, Kirsten. <laughs> hey, everyone else is talking about the hills they're going to die on. Hey, Kirsten, did they sell pizza in Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Was it good? In Kuwait, it was it was Pizza Hut. Oh, they had uh, even in the eighties before before, oh, like before the Pizza red Hut. tumblers and you get to sit in there and there's like a salad bar and shit. Back, back when Hut. Pizza Hut no. was Pizza still Hut. decent, right? I but, think I think it was. I I didn't really eat it much because okay, my family we were snobbish New Yorkers, so we my mom never let us eat franchise pizza. Uh, that's all we ate. So you don't know that they had like falafel on the pizza or something like that, or lamb or 
Wow. Way to racist, Andy. Yeah, cultural stuff. Yeah. McDonald's does that. Everywhere there's a McDonald's in a different country, they customize some of the menus so that it's more like local option. Cuisine. I'd be interested in seeing... Uh, uh, all my friends from Kuwait have told me I wouldn't recognize it, which, of course, even even with without the invasion, just over the past 30 <clears throat> years, everything has just changed so much. So, uh, but yeah, we had... Can't believe it. We had Wimpy's. I remember Wimpy. Um, I and, vaguely and, remember. I don't that. even and know what that is. That's like a hamburger, a hamburger place, place huge huge featuring Wimpy like from Popeye. Popeye. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Popeye's fried chicken. That's yep. where actually we discovered Seen that a trend here. Yeah, that the uh, boy, the hush puppies there were awful. Woo! <laughs> 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 so what um, they call a Big Mac in Kuwait? Uh, there was no McDonald's because. All of those little tiny places, it might not have been, even been Pizza Hut. I can't remember what the hell it was. But it had a three Z's No, pizza. because you had the Israeli boycott. So stuff like McDonald's mm. that would be in Israel would not be in Kuwait. I am curious what's on McDonald's menu in like Norway. Hey, King Vault, go to McDonald's. <laughs> There's, here's your excuse. Send you have us a, kid. a picture. Get some toys. <laughs> yeah. It's Norway, sperm veil. Sperm veil. And Akavit. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of those Ludovic's political spice fries? I put my food in the butter now. <laughs> and butter fries. In Spain, I had really good, really good chicken wings at McDonald's. Chicken wings? Yeah. Like, like, like the, buffalo wings? Yeah. Like really good buffalo chicken wings. Spanish, yeah. as in Spain, chicken wings sounds very good. That sounds like you don't even have to go there to, to test it. It just well, also sounds you know like something you don't want to check on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I have pictures. <laughs> Australian audience, what is in your McDonald's? I want to know. Oh, Matt yeah. Hawaii, they have spam. Lots of spam on the menu. Oh, oh yeah. it, it, that is such a weird phenomenon. Uh, I remember we had uh, some Korean friends lived several floors below us in our apartment building. And one Christmas, they gave us a little gift package. And there were cans of spam in it. And it was just like, what in Don't the... Don't all Americans like spam? No, it's huge. In Korea? Korea. Really? Yeah. Huge. It's it's like a god damn it. It's like a Pacific thing. But yeah, oh, and I I, I think it's a I think it's a post World War Two thing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Expats. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. The, and the whole recovery and right. you know, and not having availability, people. right. Exactly. So but it, it has so become part of the culture in so many of the countries there. And in Korea, that literally is a loving gesture gift for family is oh, wow. it, it, this gift basket that includes spam i know you're i'm like, getting you like, all for christmas <laughs> you're, like, you're like oh thanks fuck hey, oh, yay, I, hey dude i was i am not ashamed to admit i will eat spam i have no yeah, problem I, with spam oh, we grew well, up eating a lot i thought actually. it might have been like an american slam you know like oh american spam but you uh, get that at no. daddy's yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that was something. It, it's really amazing. So, welcome to Food Shock. <laughs> uh, it hey is man. a theme. It's good. I was, I'm seriously trying to think because growing up in Wichita, we really only had two choices for pizza. One was Pizza Hut because it started in Wichita, Kansas, and the other was Godfather's Pizza, and that was like everywhere throughout the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but I've never had Godfather's wasn't great, but they had this lunchtime pizza buffet that was like two bucks. Uh, Okay, we're moving on from this. We're not going into (laughs) the great uh, good pizza at CC's. Gross. Godfather's pizza. Oh, it was better than Jeff. What'd you do this week? I Um, went to Godfather's pizza and I. (laughs) Well, uh, I didn't get to do a lot, but I did get to go to the. um, (laughs) Music shit about. Yay! Wow. The, di- the disrespect runs deep, doesn't it? <laughs> Welcome but, to your uh, but you're power, Jeff. Dis- you're going to power. Dis- power, dis- power uh, something that actually Kirsten and Steve and I all got to do. We went to Millennium Fandom Bar for the Star Trek The Experience 25th anniversary. Have a drink. Um, I forgot get to together ask you that about we had. that. Yeah. How was it? It was good. It was not uh, as smaller than t- the twentieth. Yeah. It was a lot smaller than twentieth, but uh, it was. I get, got to see some people I haven't seen yes. since the last one, so five years. You got my picture, Mishmash, which is yeah. funny. One of our like, OG Klingons. I remember getting home and uh, Facebook. They popped up pictures from the yeah. from five years ago, and I was like, "Oh yeah, it has been yeah. five years almost." To I the feel day. like this one wasn't as advertised as much. It wasn't it because because uh, Vernon. Wasn't behind the push, and the person he turned it over to, Captain Paul Walker of the I uh, Klingon ship, whatever, uh, for Las Vegas uh, fam, fam, <laughs> Las Vegas USS Las fan Vegas. group, the USS yeah. Las Vegas. Yeah, but it's it's the Klingon one. But anyway, uh, I, I, IKS. I, I don't know what Lost the hell I'm saying. Pop. Poor Paul has had major, major health issues, and he had a major problem. Shortly after Vernon turned it over to him, Ugh. so uh, the, the whole publicity push, getting the word out, and all that kind of fell by the wayside. Yeah, so it, it was, was mostly advertised on Facebook, and it wasn't even pushed that yeah. hard on there. But but, but people did yeah. show. Oh yeah, people, people did up. show. Um, I ran into a former retail person, Natalie Sperry Barry. She I know was, Natalie. She was talking about uh, vampire LARPing and everything. The, they're apparently still some of them still doing that. I'm aware they are still doing it. And they it. got a YouTube channel? Oh god. It's really and it was a really weird conversation cuz she said they do this thing called lore letters, which is sort of like love letters and it's vampires through the ages, but they're talking about the lore of Vampire the Masquerade. I can dig that. It, it was it was actually very interesting to hear about. So, but yeah, met a few people yeah, it was good. It was and good Alex, time. Alex as usual, just God bless Alex Pusineri. He's a major fandom uh, force of nature here in uh, in uh, Vegas. Vegas. Uh, uh, Ralph showed up. Yeah, Ralph came in. Ralph uh, from alternate reality, decked comics. out in Star Trek stuff. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> wow. Star Trek robe. Well, he had yeah, the the gold robe with an arrowhead on it. He had the Trek Yourself Before You Wreck Yourself shirt yeah. on underneath the Star Trek robe. So, yeah. So it was good seeing people. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Sorry, I missed it. That's what I got to do. It was on a Wednesday. Yeah. It was the only on reason the I got day. to go because it, it was, was on, on the actual anniversary yeah, day. Yeah, the 4th. As opposed to last time we did it when we did it on a Friday, uh, regardless of the date. Well, that's there's another problem. <laughs> Where is that? <laughs> hey, well, you know, I don't know. Yeah, hey, you know. I didn't you organize know. it. <laughs> Well, you know, last night I was working on the miniature. Should be done next week to give away Kofi members, so watch out for that. The uh, I had to, I did a little, you know, did the wash. You have to have some time to let that wash dry. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, 
I'm going to uh, try something Barry suggested. Uh, so I, I opened up the Xbox and uh, did some Vampire Survivors uh, video game. And uh, fuck you, Barry. I never, I didn't go to sleep until like 6 <laughs> this morning. Why? Okay, I don't understand how the game is so, it is, it looks that so today. boring. Well, that's just it. You, 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 if you look at it, it's not going to do anything for you. I felt the exact same way when he was describing it. And then when I saw footage of it, I was like, why? This yeah. does, you, you, you don't even have a fire button. All you do is move. You do yes. not have any yeah. other action yeah. except you move. That sounds like your dream game. I remember watching and I'd be watching you run around like in Skyrim, picking up pieces of veg- <laughs> vegetation and shit. But this is shit. like old and school, like 8-bit animation yeah. and it's a flat map and oh, wow. you literally it's all you're so doing Italian. is wandering around no kirsten it was skulls he collected a lot of skulls mm. he actually had a house you, Jeff. just for skulls thank you i did that in star wars galaxy <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. but no it's so ridiculous the one turnitis of it is so powerful there's progression and an economy there's progression and an economy yeah. and two things that torgo loves yup <laughs> It's and so every, stupid. Every time you play, you unlock some new weapon. You want to see what it does. And what it does something awesome. So you want to see the next one. It is absolutely tapping into the crack vein of video games. But each board is 30 minutes, isn't it? Uh, if you survive. And generally right. you do. So it, it's a time. Like you start it and it's timed for 30 minutes. So you literally are walking around a map if you don't die for 30 minutes. And, and then, then you get comes. to go to the next level. Oh, and at some point you can kill death. Awesome. But it's... There's always just, it's all that it's that whole legacy board game thing about it. There's always something new unlocking, so you want to try again. Plus, you gain the money to buy aspects of your character that build it up over time, so you can last longer. It's that whole rogue light aspect of it. There's- but you know what? Fucking boring to watch. There's nothing interesting to watch about this game. Oh, no. But when you're playing it, you are so goddamn focused on staying alive that it doesn't matter. There's nothing else in the world matters at that point. You know what my favorite part of that game is? When I'm playing it and Deb walks in, she's like, are you playing this stupid fucking game again? (laughs) I can hear that. Like yes. Right now, there's, right now. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's no fire button, but there's weapons. Yeah, uh, it's auto fire. Everything's <laughs> yeah. auto. Fire. So you equip it, and then you start your next map. Yeah. So you can have a sandwich in your right hand, and you can play with your left hand. It's that's, great. It's very true. Or well, drink, I don't think it'd be a, a sandwich. Cocktail. Yeah. So or a wiener. I got that. <laughs> so I, or, or, or a Chicago hot dog. I, I loved it so much. Even though I have it on Game Pass, I bought it because I wanted to give them money. Oh, you know what I did? And I, spent I, the, I spent the $2 on the DLC. Yeah, I, I, and I saw the DLC was there. So if I'm going to buy the DLC, I'm going to buy the whole thing. I bought them both. Uh, so just beware. I do recommend it, but it is a time, time sink. sink. So just with that caveat. Title again? Vampire Survivors. And There's no vampires in it. Nope. Well, there is. Where? There is a, at one point, there's some vampires that are around for about 30 seconds. Wow! I remember but, uh, seeing them. Well, they're all eight bits, so they're not easy to. Yeah. to pull and you out. were too busy surviving, Barry. I don't know. Apparently, there's lots of fun jokes, but you need to know Italian to get them. Wow. <laughs> what happened to your second job of taking ships apart? Oh, I took them all apart. Yeah, yeah. He beat the game. Same here. I, I, Moved that, on. That game, the, the, even though you keep playing it, you like you need new ship puzzles after a while. Yeah, because there's only about ten different ships, maybe. Yeah, but it's uh, old. So you're but, shipless. But you know what? A lot of time sunk into that and a lot of enjoyable hours. So I still recommend uh, Shipbreaker Hard Space. Oh, fuck, fucking Leon got the, like, the top level on that. A friggin' amazing. 
good job. Good on you, Leon Mitt. He got his ship together. Uh, so, yeah. so that's why I'm or drinking the energy drink because I got no sleep last night. And it is the worst energy drink. It's spawn- inspired by Tetris. It's so, got Tetris colors all over it. It smells hey. like diabetes and anxiety. <laughs> and but shame. you know what? There's no sugar in it, so no diabetes. Tetris Blast. What you know what, Barry? At least it will never be as bad as Steven Seagal's energy drink. Never, no. ever. Lightning Bolt was the fucking worst. If you spill that, I'm going to laugh. I'm just reading the ingredients. You're also tilting it why, almost why, horizontal. Why are you doing this to anybody? Why oh, this, are you reading ingredients on a... This looks terrible for you. Yeah, it's an it's, energy drink. Yeah. They're all terrible. They're all the terrible for you. Okay, aside from caffeine, what else is in an energy drink that has zero sugar that Benzene. provides the energy? Tetris. There's Tetris in this one, Kay. Inside this, it's like aspartame, cup. like chemically created. Methamphetamine. Well, well, I know, but I mean, it, aspartame doesn't like give you a sugar rush. But all the caffeine does. Yeah, the caffeine and caffeine is zero sugar. If, so I, they I, actually, so I think I've mentioned this before, but when I used to work at the chemical plant, they <laughs> great love love stories that start they, that way. Every year, Have a it drink, was part folks. of the safety requirements. There was a safety module you had to watch on the dangers of consuming energy drinks and awesome. what they do to you. Yeah, and because they were having too many, because they work shift, right? So you got you got these guys who work twelve hour shifts, and they switch. That company switched shifts. So depending on the shift you were on, sometimes you would work days, and then you would have a long change, and then you'd you'd switch to nights. So their sleep schedules would be all over the place. So a lot of them drink energy drinks and so they had to do that because too many of them were having health problems they were getting like heart issues yeah um it's they're really bad was it like well, that also, episode of battlestar galactica well, 33 where they were taking oh stims to stay yeah. awake pretty yeah, much like yeah. that well, so is changing your sleep schedule all over the place that could oh, do something awful to your oh, heart too but, so you know th- so thank you mr man for <laughs> warning me about the dangers of energy drinks when you're too busy you're not worried about me you're worried about the cog in your machine falling well there's Fuck that you there is is that I and also we need a sticker now it's a picture of Deb in lecture mode like with her finger up and the caption reads back when I worked at the chemical plant <laughs> safety first yeah oh my god that's a great sticker right there just Deb saying safety first I'm pretty much not allowed to print that sticker <laughs> <laughs> I'll just make that statement now I'm writing it um, for me Barry as long as she doesn't see it before you print it Maybe yeah. Oh, no, I get I get a say on how I'm I was I was. Oh. <laughs> Send it to me and I'll get it printed. Kirsten, what did you do this week? Uh, what did I do this week? Well, uh, one thing I did was uh, learn how to play Mexican train properly. Oh, God. Wait, you've been uh, playing it wrong. We've this been time? boy, oh boy, have we been playing it fucking wrong? <laughs> Holy shit! No wonder that game is five hours long. Oh, so it, so it was Monopoly House Rules Mexican Train. Uh, kind of, sort of, except that it, it wasn't even Monopoly House Rules. Uh, I distinctly remember, I heard Andy mumble, and then I heard Paulette say, I never read that in any, house, in any rules. And it was just like, uh-huh, uh And uh, it turns out that when you start playing the first round, you lay as many dominoes down as you can. Uh, to uh, as so long as you're making a valid train, which is versus m- before you just do one at a time. Exactly. Correct. Yeah, and we were never doing that. Oh, ever that that would make for a long game. Yeah, yeah, that alone. And then there was another rule that Andy and I we still have to kind of clarify, yeah. but uh, it, that that alone was just like 
Wow. Okay. Also, you write the stuff down on a piece of paper, oh, so you God. don't have to play all 12 rounds or whatever many rounds it is. You can play three or four and then come back another day. And it was so it. funny because he's mentioning this to me, and I'm like, really? And he's like, ah, ah, ah. So uh, before we went over to game night, uh, while I was waiting for him to get out of the, you know, squeaking in the tub. Yeah, um, tub. <laughs> uh, I... I I out. have this picture in my head of Andy in a tub full of bubbles with a rubber ducky. I'm so you're the only one that wants that. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted it. I just said it's that there. is. Listen, a, dude, I went over to his s- house one time, and all of a sudden I hear. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is the that? Whale he's like, calls. He's like, going? Andy's in the bathtub, so he's up yeah. there like moving around <laughs> or something. You can hear it. Yes, you can hear it. It's, it is splish. It's, we've all literally it. squeaky clean. Dude, <laughs> it sounds like a full blown basketball game. <laughs> 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 that photo is for a Kofifi level we haven't created yet. Kofifi level. Kofif level. So there was that. I also read um, uh, Lynn Carter's uh, Thongor and the Wizard of Lemuria. So that's uh, it's sort of his uh, John Carter Conan uh, ripoff. And I was actually surprised by it because Carter was a very significant editor in the 70s um, for fantasy, American fantasy books. He uh, was editor of the uh, Ballantine uh, uh, Adult American Fantasy. And the adult was not adult. The adult was uh, just um, serious uh, fantasy as opposed to all children's books. People with mortgages. <clears throat> yeah, really. And um, he so not- actually he actually had a, he wrote Tolkien criticisms. He was of course an editor with Elspreg de Camp working on Conan stuff and he did pastiches. And generally he's he's actually not regarded as good a writer as he was editor. It, the general consensus though is he was a very good editor and important for fantasy back in those days. So I read this, and it's it's just a an escapist romp, as much as I don't believe in escapism. Uh, but actually, I was kind of surprised that it, it wasn't as bad. It wasn't as uh, egregious as I thought it was going to be going in. Sort of like my experience with Dragonlance. I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought it would be. So that was basically it. So And does Andy and I shot some zombies one night. Oh, oh yeah. Always a fine time. We didn't do bad either for people that were rusty. So now we've gone through that. Uh, before we continue on with the show, uh, we want to give away something. It's, it's been a little, little, little time. It's time to give away something for Kofi members. Tier 2 and higher are, are in this drawing. Now, what is it going to be? Don't know. Mystery gift. But it's going to be based on tonight's show. So, I definitely have a few. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I can't put my cup down on the thing, but you can play. I'm not the only agent Spin of the chaos. bottle. Yeah. People are like... <laughs> Playing a little football with a little football we got and knocking shit over. Yep. It's, uh, Matt's playing with his ball. Either way, it's Andy's fault. <laughs> Clearly. Hey, All hey right. let's draw something. Yes. Uh, I need theme music, Jeff. Yes. And the winner is... Mad Martron! Mad Martron, congratulations! We're not telling you what it is, but uh, be watching the mail. That's right. It won't be a little Nerf football. Or or if you listen to this episode later, you'll be surprised if something randomly shows up in your mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, I once dated someone who came with batteries. Hey! Hey! Hey, yo! Before we continue on with the show, let's do a little bit of mail! 
All right. This one's sent to us by Chris Baggett. If you could adapt one video game to film, what game would you choose? And that includes what uh, type of film. It's going to be live action or animated. Who would star and who would direct? Uh, who wants to take uh, the first one? I will go ahead and take the first one. Uh, Mass Effect. And I wouldn't want it to film. Uh, I'm going to say I would rather have it like an extended series. I like this. Because you can't do that justice in one film. It would have to be like uh, HBO or... Yeah, HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah, so it gets canceled. <laughs> Probably Netflix, honestly. And I'm thinking it'll get canceled too. Netflix. Yeah, you want to go uh, Amazon. Amazon, Amazon Prime yeah. these days. Yeah. Now Shepard, you could go you could go one of two ways. You could go male or female Shepard. And all my experience with playing the game was from male Shepard. So Mine was all male. I mean yeah. female. And I I'm thinking played me. Sam Worthington as Shepard. Oh, that'd work. Okay. Yeah. I can get behind that. Um and uh to direct it. I want uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Okay. Well, I love this combination. That yeah. is a fantastic now, combination. Yvonne a kick-ass Str- job with uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. Yvonne Strakowski has to play Yvonne Strakowski. Oh, of, right? co- of course. Yeah. Dude. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. making sure. I'm not a that's, crazy that's, man. That's 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 a non-negotiable point. Yeah. Okay. I don't know who would play female Shepherd. So, Deb, mm. I'm going to leave that for you to tell me. Not right now. I mean, you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not putting you on the spot right now. Who's ready for the next one? I'll go, I guess. Matt, what you got? I actually wrote it down. See? Oh, see, I Look like that. that. I did too. He comes prepared. Yeah. Well, I did have a second one. Uh, Pac-Man, uh, Liam Neeson, Uwe Bull. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's terrible. Oh, I can actually get behind that. Actually, I would watch it. I have a certain I've set of skills. <laughs> 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 if, I buy, <laughs> if I buy this children's cereal, will you follow me home? <laughs> Isn't that your pickup line? It's from, <laughs> it's from Ted. <laughs> Wow. How often does that work? Wow. Surprisingly effective. <laughs> Who wants a little booberry? All right. There's a there's a there's Geek Shock merch. A surprise inside. Geek Shock fact checked Andy's pickup lines. That's why we call Andy King Vitamin. Oh, oh man. No. All right, mine. It's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. Streets of Rage. Ooh, okay. 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 There's a problem here because the guy I want to play is dead. So it's okay. 80s Patrick Swayze. Oh, okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Patrick. And the other character that you can play, 90s Keanu Reeves. Okay. Okay. Directed by John Woo. It's got to be John Woo. Oh, yeah. I can get behind this. That can all be done with today's technology. What? That can all be done with today's technology. You can cast those people now. Uh, Fine. And, And you know what? This is Dream Projects. So if you want to cast somebody alive or dead, I'm I'm fine with this. Wasn't right. Streets of Rage just like a beat 'em up? Yes. Yeah. yeah Old Nintendo, original Nintendo. Uh, yes, and also Super Nintendo. All right, who uh, is going next? I'll go. What you got? Joust. Joust. Andy says Stop. Joust. Mother Haven't f- they fucker? Joust. Did you steal? Did you see? Did he steal yours? Did I really steal? Oh, no, he totally did. <laughs> No, 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 no. I want to hear his that's joust. Okay. Yeah. And I don't want to hear yours. Yeah, that's, that's good. We'll All go right, to well, you well, next, Craig. Okay, yeah, we it's pretty have, simple. Let's... got Jeff Goldblum as the, uh, the lead <laughs> ostrich rider. <laughs> was he playing the ostrich? Or ostrich the rider. rider. Ostrich rider. Okay. And uh, um, directed by Taika Waititi. Yeah. And as the villainous buzzard rider, Kate Micucci. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love Kate, it. Kate, how do you uh, cast and direct this? He just shredded the whole script. <laughs> yeah. 
I want Joust to be directed by Ridley Scott, starring Ooh. Rutger Hauer. <laughs> wow. Really? Just go hardcore. I like it. So. Okay. I also, fortunately, I did come up with two, so oh, I can good. at least uh, compensate <laughs> so for that. you got, like, that. the dark, Wait, serious who? version, and yeah. you got, like, the CW version. Right? Well, yeah. that's Andy. I mean, <laughs> Who's you know. playing the, the buzzard rider? Well, uh, um... Probably Kate Micucci, too. Well, you know, <laughs> all, it, always, yeah. I know, the other one from Garfunkel and Oates. She is in Wednesday. She yes, is in Wednesday. She is. Yes, she is. She plays the the psychiatrist. And knives out, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, the other one, it, and it's really funny because I, I like you kids. Uh, Andy and I are sort of showing it here, uh, talking, you know, what video game, and everyone's talking about their console or computer games, and we go arcade. Um, Defender. Ooh. And I want that directed by... Denis Villeneuve. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, starring Jason Momoa. Oh, Jason Momoa. I get behind it. Just get him in that ship. Yeah, yeah. It just only goes up and down. Yeah. Yeah, and that and backwards. That's all it does is go up and down. And then, when, and then when the mutants come, it's over. Yeah. So I'd do that. Yeah. You know. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how I do Tempest, but, you know. Deb, what'd you get? Q-Bert. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Animated. Ah, they e- did this already. Well, they did it. The TV a- show. This is a big budget movie. Yes. Okay. Movie. Okay. Animated movie with either Ryan Reynolds doing Qbert ah. or 80s Bill Murray. Mm. Directed by Taika Waititi. I love it. He's love really it. good at the Taika's funny... going to be busy. Yeah, quirky. Yeah. Quirky. It needs quirky. Yes. I did have a second one, but this one is a more serious, but I couldn't think Ooh. of an actress. Okay. And to be honest, I kind of feel like it would be better if it was like a maybe not well known or, you know. American Mickey's Alice, live wow. action. Oh, yeah. Directed by Guillermo del Toro. Come mm. on now. Yes. Oh, this, yeah. This, this 100% yeah. gets my vote. Now, wait a minute. We need a no name. Let me pitch an actress for this. Hmm. Kate Micucci. <laughs> <laughs> I was going I was, I was to say, uh, you know, capitalizing on, uh, let's capitalize on that Wednesday well, fame. Well, she was and, the first one that Jenna came to my Ortega, mind, yeah. but she's so short. Which I think is you know, probably and, fine, but Andy will point out we they, they have technology now. She wouldn't do it. She'd be typecast if she did it. Yeah, yeah that's she would true. Be. She would be. Wow. Jeff. Similar. I would like to see Horizon Zero Dawn made as a movie. Ooh, I just I think that, that would be a really good movie, and I think that Karen Gillan would be a good. Um, I'm totally blanking out on the character's name. Lead character. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Hero <laughs> protagonist. <Holy> yes. <laughs> um, I do think, as far as a director, I'm torn. Because at first, my first uh, reaction w- uh, was Robert Rodriguez, but I'm leaning more towards Matthew Vaughn, and here's why. Uh, he directed Kingsman, which I think is similar enough in directing style that you could get away with that, but he also directed Kick-Ass, which is a very comic booky film, and translating that type of a video game into a live action movie, I, I I'm leaning more towards Matthew Vaughn. No, I'm going to throw this out as a possibility for the director. <laughs> huh? Kate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know who uh, who Andy's current celebrity crush is right now. <laughs> Although you know, uh, that's Jeff, why he's in the serial aisle. <laughs> Jeff, uh, I'll throw out another uh, director of okay. possibility for Catherine Bigelow. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too. Absolutely. She does a pretty good job with action. Bryce Dallas Howard would be my backup for the Defender. 
Or joust, actually. I think she's shown that she can handle any of that shit. Uh, my movie. Uh, mine is going to be uh, Friday the 13th. That's uh, definitely mine. Okay. Shut up. Yeah. Friday the 13th, based on the Nintendo game oh, of Friday oh the 13th. My God. Oh, my God. Ah, yes. yes. Uh, because that is so quirky and wrong that I think it would translate into a hilarious movie. But it has to be done right. One cast, it's got to be all unknowns. It's got to be Friday the 13th. You know, if you're going to do anybody that you know, Kane Hodder as Jason, that's got just got to happen. Uh, director Frank Darabont. <laughs> wow. Because it, okay. it needs to have that serious gravitas. Sure. But it also has to adhere to the rules of the video game. Remind I, me what else, what else I, he's I, done. Uh, he has done... The uh, Mist. He's done, yeah, The Shawshank. Mist. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Uh, he also did the, fir- the first season of The Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it has to adhere to the video game rules where all, all the... Uh, camp counselors are armed with rocks, and every time they throw at something, it goes over their heads every single time. <laughs> yes. And the secondary antagonist is Voorhees' mother, well, at least her severed head that, that flies and attacks people. It's got to be that whole beautiful thing. Which gaming system was this game for? Nintendo, Nintendo. Entertainment Nintendo. System. Yeah. The so it's, it's like a wet, hot American summer Horror movie, uh, as as such, yeah, where it has to adhere to the rules of the video okay. game. But I need Darabont's absolute attention to horror and seriousness in the okay. directing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that it needs that to make this go okay. easy. Where the the rules are just completely off, but the world is a real one at the same okay. time. So it's just it's, it makes Friday the Thirteenth that much more fucked. I think uh, Todd, you've hit on a great genre because now now we need the. Uh, E.T. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. shit. Movie. Yes. <laughs> yes, no. 100%. That one's directed by Uwe Boll. <laughs> Definitely. I'm taking that. that and uh, and uh, you fall into the hole in the first three minutes. The rest was just E.T. stuck in the hole. No, no, no. Not stuck <laughs> in the hole. Trying to get out of the Keeps hole. Keeps getting falling in the hole. Every yeah. time. Like, just right. barely get out, fall right back. And in. what's his name from the, the room uh, as a, whatever protagonist you're going to say? Tommy Wataro? Yeah. No. Tommy Wiseau. Wiseau. Off by letter. And yeah, so Uwe Boll directing Tommy Wiseau. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> NET is played by Makuchi. Wow. <laughs> I think Jeff is in actual <laughs> physical pain. <laughs> what are you doing to my beloved films? Oh, every every wow. time something is about nuts. to happen in the movie, he gets picked up by an FBI agent and walked to it. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be Hold, Holding a walkie-talkie. And it's and it's yeah. five hours long. Oh, oh my god, that that would be that's how the levels change because they start with walkie talkies, but eventually they upgrade to guns in hand. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. See, wow, I missed you. See, see. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Barry missed you. <laughs> Just to see that mouth just open like a Pez dispenser. And <laughs> right? <laughs> That's why you never go full Andy. You never go full Andy. <laughs> Buy the t-shirt. Or, as I did, the uh, mural, the uh, sheet-sized mural. <laughs> <laughs> I well, still say that sticker is the cover of your book. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like... You never go full Andy. My life is a carny. Yeah. Wow. It's like Gina Davis at the end of Beetlejuice. It's a mouth. Oh, my God. No. 
I'm glad you didn't get the uh, Never Go Full Andy body pillow. Mm. <laughs> Available now at the Geek Shock <laughs> online store. News don't give a shit about. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery has removed over half of the episodes of Looney Tunes from HBO Max. In the new year, season 16 through 31 of the animated series, representing 256 of the 511 episodes which had been hosted on the streaming platform, have been taken down from the streamer. And this, of course, comes on the heels of Aquaman, King of Atlantis, Infinity Train, and a majority of Sesame Street episodes also dropping away from HBO Max. Fans have made a fuss over the lost content, only for WB to respond saying they're only removing the content that isn't viewed so often to warrant its stay. Uh, HBO Max has also reportedly removed seasons four through six of the Flintstones, long-running IP that's had a bad luck in recent years. A planned second season of the spin-off Yabba Dabba Dinosaurs was canceled, and the first season split up into two installments before finally being removed altogether in August. Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is reportedly developing a free-with-ads streaming platform to compete with things like Tubi and Roku Channel, so it's possible that those things could end up there. Now, Warner Brothers is saying they're done now, or at least one of the executives saying, we're, not, we're done with this, this segment of our decision-making. We are now going forward with our new things, so you're not going to be sad anymore because we've got some apparent happiness, maybe, that you might like. Right, next they're gonna, they're gonna delete every third episode of the shows. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it just is it costing them to host those episodes? That's, uh, uh, it's in it's probably so well, tiny amount of money to, to host all of that stuff. But, but isn't it licensing and like some if there's it's, well but they own a lot of the licensing especially now especially with the Looney Tunes stuff. Yeah I I do know there are some residuals that are still paid to some of the creators, but there's not a lot of the creators of the original Looney Tunes still alive. So it's either being paid to the estate, and it's it's a pittance. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not a lot, but they are definitely approaching it very Wall Street. Like, how much can we slim down our portfolio and still generate a profit? They're just literally trying to figure out where to cut. Any cost, and make and they it probably just profitable. At, they probably looked at numbers, yeah. and they're just like, oh, they're well, it's, watching Flintstones. They're definitely know. treating it like an accountant as is opposed new, to is an this entertainment some kind of company. New Flintstones, or was it like old school? Old school, when, old school. Fred smokes cigarettes. Yeah, Flintstones. Yeah. But the second, apparently, people are watching Flintstones, but not long enough to get into the later seasons. Right. Yeah. Probably because they put their kids in front of it, and they realize they're teaching them bad habits, like smoking. Yeah, <laughs> so they stop watching. I don't think they actually smoked in the cartoon. I think those that was just an ad for cigarettes. Yeah, and the and only the earliest of episodes. I mean, it was the sixties, fifties, fifties, sixties, sixties is when it started. Yeah, Weekend Geek. Hey, okay. Buckle in, everyone. D and D. Yes, this is going to be a discussion. This is going to happen. As Jeff said, Jeff says, just be quiet and let me enjoy myself. <laughs> I thought it was let me finish. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I want that sticker too. Barry, you just sounded like a bird. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> Okay, we're going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons and OGL. I want to make sure everyone is on the page of what we are talking about before we get into the deep dives of it. So, the D&D community is in an uproar 
over proposed changes to the tabletops rpg's open license uh, open game license that's ogl for short so open game license uh, if the changes go ahead they'll have a huge impact on some of the best tabletop rpgs even though it might seem like a case of battle lines being drawn between corporations it does have a knock-on effect for players as well so first of all what is the open gaming license the open gaming license allows third parties to create written products such as adventures and rulebooks using the D&D system owned by Wizards of the Coast. Although there are some restrictions that stop you from utilizing trademark ideas like Baldur's Gate, it's remained largely unchanged since first arriving on the scene in 2000. This has allowed games <coughs> like Pathfinder, uh, which is built on earlier editions of D&D, to exist. Uh, but here are the broad strokes of OGL 1.1. The new open game license invalidates the original OGL, meaning it can no longer be used. It also stops D&D-related NFTs and blockchain. Also allows termination of the license for content that is, quote, blatantly ra racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, bigoted, or otherwise discriminatory, unquote. Also states that D&D publisher Wizards of the Coast must be notified about and receive a report on the earnings of all monetized content. There it is. And the final point that here uh, states that products using OGL earning over $750,000 per year must pay Wizards a royalty fee of 25% for all income beyond that point. Now, while this might seem like a very corporate conflict over property rights, and Wizards has previously stated the new OGL won't impact most users, including community creators. Uh, there are ripple effects that we should take mm. into account if it comes to pass as specified. Basically, it means that the games you might love, like Pathfinder, or upcoming ones you're excited about, like uh, Warcraft's co-creators Ouroboros, or Free League's Lord of the Rings D&D book, uh, could be hit with significant changes going forward. Uh, to start with, it's important to note that the original OGL, these products were or are made with would no longer be valid. That means the publishers would have to agree to the new system by a proposed deadline if they want to continue selling their products. If they didn't sign in the dotted line and adhere to new restrictions, one can only assume that both new and old content would have to be pulled off shelves, virtual or otherwise, because it'd be in breach of the revised agreement. So... Why wouldn't they just agree to go back and get back to normal? Well, you suddenly ha have to hand over 25% of your earnings past $750,000 a year. That would take a massive toll on the publisher's bottom line if you're above that. Profit aside, this is money used to pay artists, writers, designers, and more. Reducing the take would squeeze companies in question. So it stands to reason that cuts of some description, it could be content or jobs, would follow. This potentially leads to a drop in scale, quality, or frequency for the products. It could also result in delays as developers pump brakes to reassess the situation. Most likely, it leads to the development of alternate game systems instead, or increased hesitancy to go with OGL because of the added cost. And it'll hit small creators too, albeit less dramatically. It's, it's all good and well not having to pay royalties if you don't earn more than 750k on your product, but having to register it with wizards and report annual revenue still makes the process less appealing. Mm. Especially because, quote, there is no mention of perpetual worldwide rights given to creators, 
which was present in Section 4 of the original OGL. And one of the caveats is that the company, quote, can modify or terminate this agreement for any reason whatsoever, provided they give 30 days notice, unquote. Pray that we don't modify it more. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love. Oh, that. the memes are already. I love that there. Todd too because they. It, why even bother having the discriminatory and racist and everything statement when later on you reserve? Well, we can just cancel for any reason. Yeah. Now, sorry, sorry, Daniel. No, 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 it's fine. And regardless of whether or not it's owned by the creator, Wizards will also have, quote, a non-exclusive, perpetual, irrevocable, mm. worldwide, sub-licensable, royalty-free license to use that content for any purpose, unquote. They get to use your stuff. Uh, this It's not an uncommon slice of legal jargon, but it's unsettling. Unfortunately, uh, uh, free products like community builds or adventures that you don't charge for remain unaffected. Uh, actual plays like Critical Role should all be okay too, seeing that you're not being charged to watch the show. So how so many? So now that you have the layout of what OGL and the changes going forward, oh yes, Andy, your question. So how many people are? How many products are actually over that threshold? They said in their oh, release uh, that it their, was like twenty-ish. Uh, twenty. Tw- yeah. uh, twenty creators will be affected. Um, That's not necessary. Mm. Yeah. Well, it one one point is uh, there was a general uh, conversation that uh, Wizards had about the change to the OGL in uh, December. Yeah. And they put... That's that's kind of where a lot of this came from. And and, uh, it was a lot milder. The more egregious stuff that a lot of people are getting... Was the leak. Was the quote-unquote leak, which is supposed to be a uh, somebody who is rather reliable talking about inside baseball for the industry got a leak of what they actually plan for 1.1 to be, and that's where a lot of this is coming from. And one of the interesting things about that, but you know, when you can go, well, that's a leak, we don't know what the hell it all means, is Wizards has not really responded. And this has been, people have been getting all uh, what the fuck for the past uh, several days, maybe every a week. day they wait is even better. Worse yes, press and originally in the 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 thing that Barry and I read, which was there uh, on yeah, the DB forum today, um, they said they were going to announce on like the. Uh, I didn't get a date. I just saw uh, early shit. It 2023. It was is... it was January, and oh. it was going to be like the fourth, and people had nine days. I believe that was it. They had until the 13th to decide if they were going to sign on with, uh, with D&D OGL 1.1. Here's the bullshit line that they, that they fed people on the 22nd. Uh, quote, For the fewer than 20 creators worldwide who make more than 750000 in income a year, we'll add a royalty starting in 2024. So even for the creators making significant money selling D&D supplements and games, no royalties will be due in 2023. And all revenue below seven hundred and fifty thousand in future years will be royalty free. There's there's other factors to consider than that. Okay, so while seven fifty doesn't seem like a, it seems like a big number, right? Um, like if I'm I'm writing a module right now, I've been toying with it for years, and I'm never gonna make seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. I don't think I'm gonna make seven fifty on it, but that's not the point. <laughs> uh, Third-party creators are not just people who are writing modules. People there are people like uh, like. Like Dwarven Forge, hmm. who who they put stuff out and I, they do they actually do some uh, OGL stuff as well as just the little minis. Um, 
But they put stuff out on Kickstarter. There's lots of D and D stuff. I on think Kickstarter. this is a lot about Kickstarter. Kickstarter, you take seven percent off the top. Uh, Patreon takes eight. Roll twenty takes twenty percent off the top. Now add that's and the seven hundred fifty thousand. That's gross. That's not net. It's pretty mm-hmm. gross, all right. Yeah, it's pretty fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then take 20, 25% off of that. It's not worth it for right. these people to develop these really uh, well-funded uh, uh, products. And the language in the release, Barry, you brought up Roll20, it sounds kind of nebulous. It sounds like they're going to squeeze out streaming VTTs and all of Let's that. Let's talk about VTTs for a second. We what know are VTTs. VTTs. VTTs virtual a virtual terror. tabletop. Uh, Roll20 is a virtual tabletop. Uh, Fantasy was. Grounds. Astro was. Foundry's a real popular one now. There's a few others. Um, Roll20 and Fantasy Grounds, I believe, have a deal or something with with Wizards of the Coast. They're being real mum about it right now. Foundry signed on, has already signed on to the Open D&D letter. Google Open D&D. You'll see. Protest uh, letter. It's like a protest letter that everyone's... And it's already got 15,000 signatures. I'm not saying I signed it, but I'm not saying I didn't. Um, <laughs> you signed it, folks. VTTs uh, all operate using the OGL because they use the SRD to... The, yep. the, the, System reference document. Which is basically boiled down 5e yes. that everyone can use. Um, well, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know why? Because, because they're Watsy doing... bought D&D Beyond, which And they're is developing their own VTT, VTT. for their new version. For, for, for I, I, I six, I'm not going to call it one D&D. Yeah. I hate that. I'm going to call it 6e. Yeah, 6 edition. 6th edition. Um so they're squeezing everybody out, and it's it's they'll have almost a, mon- a monopoly on this yeah. because of it. Aren't there also like video games based on the D and D? Oh oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a fun thing that just came out. I don't yeah. know if it's gonna fly or not. Um, you know what else uses the uh, the OGL? Uh, um, uh, a Knights of the fucking Old Republic. Yeah, that's built on the third edition OGL. Yeah, you want to you want to go to go to, go to court with Disney? Combat. Go ahead. Yeah. Now, now, when third edition came out, it was specified that it is irrevocable. It, you, it will not go back. The creator of OGL, the guy who is behind this whole thing, Ryan Dancy, who was working at D and D at Watsi at the time, specified it is non-revocable non-revocable it, it, it will never ever be taken away and it was sort of like make your stuff put it out there you're going to be safe we're going to do this here's his quote yeah my public opinion is that Hasbro does not have the power to deauthorize a version of the OCL if that had been a power we wanted to reserve for Hasbro we would have enumerated it in the license I am on record numerous places in email and blogs and interviews saying the license could never be revoked right and one of the stink bombs from the 1.1 leak is that uh, it actually points out that in the original OGL, it does actually say any authorized uh, version. And it actually, oh, 1.1 actually says we are de, um, deauthorizing, deauthorizing unauthorizing uh, the original OGL. And they actually say it is no longer authorized. And a lot of people are saying online, and take that with a big fucking grain of salt, uh, That'll never fly. Right, in because in the original OGL, there's an actual statement. There is an actual statement. If there, you know, if we hap, uh, I think it was something along the lines of we don't plan on changing the OGL, but if we were, 
that's okay. You can use an older version of it, the, the one that you find appropriate. Mm -hmm. And this 1.1 it looks like it's specifically saying no. You can't. I have a question. Does and this I I, sh I legit don't know the one point one version. The thing, if you sign on to that, are, are you using the old SRD mm -mm. or whatever the new one it'll is? Be for whatever, the new it'll be whatever. It'll be it'll be six E. And a lot of people. One of the other nuggets is a lot of people are saying because they claim six E one D and D will be backwards compatible. That'll be another way to actually make it difficult for people to do OGL fifth edition or paizo to continue doing pathfinder sorry jump back srd system reference document thank you that's the that's the 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 core rule set a lot of uh, a lot of uh, the the serial numbers so like instead off. of acid arrow in the SRD, it's Melf's Acid Arrow right. in fifth edition, and and proper. a lot of uh, in in the five uh, E OGL, you'll have Magic Missile in there. But then I think one example was Arcane Gate uh, is not. So there are certain spells that are not in the OGL that mm. are not covered. Yeah, so, so that makes it very the, specific. Dancy drew a lot from the heyday of computer programming. So that's why we have OGL, SRD, stuff like that. And a lot of genericness. It's like it's not the D&D &D game license. It's the OG, open gaming license. And it's not the D&D &D, uh, you know, rule set. It's the system reference document. Oh, there's something else. Uh, someone else pointed out that $750,000, that amount you got to hit, that can be freely changed at any time. Yes. Uh, There's nothing so in it'll rely about. on that 50K reporting revenue threshold to determine how much to reduce it by. And again, all they got to do is shoot you an email. Yeah. 30 and, days. And if you, you know, you had uh, some, some big time uh, Kickstarters that were 5E Kickstarters that really, really popped and did really, really well. And you can tell that they looked at that and they were just like, oh, we want a chunk of that. But 25% is a big... <coughs> fucking chunk and if you're doing a kickstarter where you're doing a lot of um, uh, bumps and and unlocking a lot of levels and stuff setting that all up in anticipation of a 25 percent chunk getting carved out it really just fucks up with how you're going to fund your uh, unlocks and expansions and, and then there's the popular guys like Critical Role. Yeah. You know we don't it, know where they stand because yeah. they're being mum about it they probably have their own deal but they said that Mercer, Matt Mercer, the guy who runs Critical Role, has been retweeting some of the smaller content creators who agree that it's bad. Yeah. Well, I would see. Hell, the, the woman who 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 announced one D and D, Ginny V or whatever the hell her name is, with the with the Ginny D with the seafoam green hair. Yeah. Uh, she even says it's not good. Yeah. Well, it 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 really is a kick in the balls for small time creators. Yeah. Um, you had stated. Uh, Todd, that it probably would not affect Critical Role, but I'm not. I'm not so sure. I, I have I, a feeling that there's plenty of language in here where things can happen. Although I think it's because they, Critical Role does not sell their episodes is the yeah, reason. But, but they sell they stuff. Sell they sell. They, they had like they their yeah. third party Tal Dory. They did. They did the Wild Mount through uh, Wizards of the Coast, very popular, one of the more popular setting books, but then they did Tal Dore third party, and that would definitely be affected by oh, something sure. Well, like then this. what about the animated show? Does that count into this? Well, no, because that is probably 
licensed or right through uh, Hasbro. So it they does, got their own deal. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. That. That's it's separate. it's not third party creating its own thing. The reason I was worried about this was because I use DMs Guild a lot, and I like. I like the idea of being able to publish on DMs Guild, and I was wondering about it, but DMs Guild does not use the open gaming license, mm. so that's why you can use settings like Forgotten Realms. and Right, because you're not supposed to be able that. to do that. Yeah, yeah. But you can if you publish directly through uh, DMs Guild, but DMs Guild is not part of Hasbro. It's, it's, it's a competitor. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't think anything. And, but, and mm. the fact that the, the, the really... Todd read it. It's like... Everybody who creates anything under this license, Watsi reserves the right to use. Well, and don't you think that's one of the reasons that make it so many people enjoy it? Because you can vary the game yes. based on yes. other content, and it's still the base game. Yes. So you take that away, and then they're either, Wizards or Hasbro will either have to publish more content, which means paying more people to do things, or they just won't do it. Well, and then well, you risk... <laughs> you're hitting You're hitting that on... Because the, the original concept behind the OGL, Deb, was the money is in core rule books. So we'll make those, and then we'll let little guys write adventures. And they've done way better job than, than Wizards has. The last book that they put out, at least the one last one that I bought, was Spelljammer, and that was a turd. Yeah. Well, yeah, that, yeah. And, oh, a side note, Barry, did you um, notice in a lot of OGL stuff, uh, you can't actually mention D&D. You can't say, based on D&D. So you have to say something like, based on 5th edition, or based on the world's most popular role-playing game. Spelljammer is the first Watsi product came out that actually blurbs on the back. From the world, from the greatest the world's greatest role-playing game. So it looks like they're even intruding on that language, and they're going to be taking that away as Maybe well. that's because uh, Spelljammer was... That's some weird legal shit. I don't, I don't understand. I, I, well, it, it, it's the first time, yeah. though. So it, it yeah. seems like the, this is this is how they're they're going to be moving in on that. It really sounds like they're they're overall just just clamping down and kind of suffocating the OGL, which I think is crazy because even, especially, actually, from the 1970s, from 1974, hackability and people adapting, uh, D&D has just been part of the culture and community, not just the the individual creators. It's just been something you do. You hack away at it. Everybody had their version of D&D, and that's what made it one of the biggest things ever and and third edition was a recognition of that and gave an outlet for people to do that and what they're doing here is they're totally clamping down on it and uh i loved fourth edition uh but fourth edition one of its problems was its gsl the game system license yeah uh was way more that was draconian yeah that was that was kind of like this and that was part of what alienated so many people about fourth edition got that and the rules themselves yeah yeah pressing buttons to do actions yeah shut up i love that game (laughs) but i like world of warcraft too but uh if you don't like this go to opendnd.games and then there's an open letter there that a lot of people are signing hashtag open dnd it's a creator's letter and lots of people have signed on to it and it's uh yeah, it's 
it's it was it was a stunner. It was a stunner because people, you know, and actually, apparently, I I've gone over some old discords, and even in early December, some people were saying, "Yeah, rumors are flying around. They're going to kill the OGL." Da da da, and it's like, wow. Well, apparently, some people knew what was going on. It makes sense given how much money they spent on buying D and D Beyond, wasn't it? Like. A hundred something, something hundred thirty six million, something like something that. Like that. Yeah. They That's a lot of money. They spent a dick load. Yeah, and and uh, it's obvious that they're shooting for. They looked at Roll Twenty and Fantasy Grounds, and they're like, oh. And there was there was actually talk about them. Uh, I can't remember her name, but the Wizards CEO who actually stated D and D is a, is very under monetized. <laughs> So it's like there's plenty of water to squeeze out of, or blood to squeeze out of that rock. Apparently there's plenty of blood to squeeze out of their uh, people, too. Uh, they're notorious for underpaying their people and oh, working yeah. them like dogs. Oh, yeah. It, it, oh. It, it, Gaming it, industry is like that. Yeah. The, and the product they put out is just subpar. Well, that that was one of the other things. Uh, one of the videos I sent you, one of the guys pointed out that you know the best 5e stuff that's been coming out is not from Watsi. No, the best 5e stuff that they put out was the first stuff. You know, like the Player's Handbook and the Sword Coast Guide and Xanathar's, and then it's just been eh, yeah. Well, miss. and and uh, it's it's like, are they running out of steam? Because uh, when like Spelljammer came out, my assumption was like, well, you know, they're focusing on 6e. So they're just, you know, their energy is not quite there. But I'm, I'm wondering if they just kind of ran out of steam because they got to be the generic side of it. Because all of the all of the really cool 5e stuff can can actually get really kind of kind of cutting edge and, and be really uh, outside of the box in terms of fantasy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it it really blew up. It really blew up, and there's a big question about what's going to be happening going forward. And I wonder what this will do for D and D, because for sixth edition, because uh, you know I loved fourth edition, but there's no question that it flopped. And uh, I, I, I just I think that uh, they're kind of repeating a lot of mistakes. Fourth edition was supposed to be. Um, a uh, a computer playable game. It, it 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 you know they there's stuff that it was influenced by WoW and stuff like that. But it was also they were trying to set up a whole virtual t- tabletop thing to do. That in many ways they were going wanting to pioneer Roll Twenty before Roll Twenty came along. But it's, even that was a shit show. They didn't have the chops for it. Oh well. Oh Barry. Uh, some of the stuff I've read, you would love, because and it's all technical shit. I don't even understand, but th- there was a guy who who was there who said it was sort of like they pointed to their their servers that they had in their closet, and they told <laughs> their tech people, "Okay, use these to make." To make this uh, this uh, virtual thing that we want to do, oh, no. it, it was not like they were going to invest money into new servers and new tech and new everything. It, the guy t- said it was a complete nightmare of compatibility and shit like that that they were being asked to do, and it was crazy. It was just insane. The the thing that really broke D and D again. If you want to know about this? Read the Ben Ben Riggs book, Slaying the Dragon. Is that they were having a hard time getting in new blood. 
they stretch themselves out so thin, releasing all the like Ravenloft and the new Dragonlands and then uh, the Greyhawk stuff and then El Kadim and just just a dark sun. And it was diminishing returns because the only people that were really buying that were already D&D players and just dungeon right. masters themselves. And right. so the players weren't buying it. They were. It was the same people over and over. And that people, became, that. people became spedding, setting specific. There were people yeah. who only played plain, Planescape. Right. Only. But they were doing this to try to get a new license. They released Ravenloft because, oh, this will bring in horror fans. Right. And, and so that was the whole idea. They wanted space fans, so let's uh, bring in uh, Spelljammer. Spelljammer. Oh, and uh, we own uh, the owner of D&D, the head of it, uh, owns... Buck Rogers, so that's why I saw weird Buck Rogers stuff in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's its own story. Um, <laughs> but, but that's the whole thing with 4th edition. They, the, we need to bring in new blood, so let's make it more like Warcraft to bring in the Warcraft people. Didn't quite work. Who knew that it would be third-party live play D&D people that would actually blow the whole thing up? Right. So That and the ease of 5th edition. It's yeah. a solid edition. No, it's a good, it's a good system. Except, except for rangers, they're borked. But yeah, <laughs> they are borked. Newer rangers are not bad, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, and especially like streaming, I kind of rankle when people talk about yeah, D and D experienced a big explosion. You know, uh, so, so much of it due to Stranger Things. And it's like, I think um, Critical Role and a lot of the actual yeah. live play had a lot to do with the explosion. Watching people watching people play and critical role is huge you got dimension 20 but there are a whole bunch of uh, twitch channels and smaller youtube channels where people who are not hitting that 750,000 but they are hitting the 50 yeah they are hitting the fi- and 50,000 is the break point for reporting all your shit gross revenue that's before that's just before anything comes <laughs> off the top report all your shit to watsy even though you're not paying them any money yeah how about no motherfucker that is that's I, I, that I, I I don't know. So it's pain it's, in the ass. It's yeah. crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Well, they're going to gimp themselves, and they don't even know that. They're I gonna... I think so. I yeah. think they're going to step on their dick, and it's amazing because you just see. I mean, I know I've heard that there are people in uh, Watsi for the longest, even when they did it in two thousand, who just hated the OGL. And they, management flips, things change, new people come in, and God, we encountered that with Star Trek: The Experience. Have a drink. Have a drink. Where uh, three where times new uh, yeah, Hilt, yeah. a new Hilton guy yeah, came in drunk. and looked at the deal between The Experience and the Hilton, or uh, at the time, and was just like, "What the fuck? We need to get more money out of this." And it was actually like, "Hold the horses. We have to." You know, then they jack it up ten x. Re re negotiate and blah blah blah, and it was just like, "Wow," you know. And I, I just, uh, I think they're gambling a lot, a lot on their VTT being yes. really shit hot. And wait, the, wait, wait, you're the doing virtual tabletop. Again. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. And one D and D slash six edition being an amazing, amazing product, right? Which I don't know. I, it, yeah, there's a lot there that they're counting on. I haven't, I haven't looked at any of the playtest stuff. It'll be at least good as fourth edition. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've looked at it. There's some interesting ideas there. Of course, it's all playtest stuff. It'll be interesting to see what happens. And people are talking about legal challenges. You read it. Ryan Dancy, the creator of the OGL, came out and said, "No, they can't revoke it." They can't 
They, they can't. You can continue doing. Judges hate that retro shit. Yeah. It, no. Yeah. So we'll someone, s- someone with a legal mind, please chime yes. in if you know um, what uh, you're talking about. Aaron Esquire. There. This. <laughs> yes. This is your focus. This is. Yes, this is there. I will post it in the layer. <laughs> Uh, there's a gentleman, Justin Alexander. He does the Alexandrian.net uh, blog. He's very intelligent, uh, very articulate uh, writer who talks about role-playing game stuff. And he does a breakdown of the history of the OGL and uh, what he is seeing and how it affects people. And it'd be interesting, Aaron, to see your reaction to that, reading that, um, and seeing what he is saying. because. Uh, there's also I don't the, know if she's an IP lawyer the, the intellectual the, property yeah. that's Brittany yeah the, the rules uh, lawyer on YouTube actually oh that guy yeah he uh, he actually talks legal stuff about Check him gaming out. rules lawyer on rules YouTube. lawyer on YouTube and he actually goes over the leak so yes, we're not talking about Major Meh we're actually talking about an actual <laughs> lawyer not yeah a, not actual a, lawyer, not an annoying although, rules lawyer although he stresses that he's not a he's not a copyright lawyer but he is a lawyer so he does look at things uh, from the legal perspective and what what they might mean and what what it looks like and he was he was pretty grim at the end of the day I'm still gonna play fifth edition you know if if it means I don't buy any more books from or, or I don't subscribe to their shit Fine. I'll, they, they can't break my toys. But what happens to all them. the resources that are available online right now? Like, some yes. of that would have to come down. Yes, and yes, because yeah. it's specific in the 1.1 that um, uh, stuff comes down. That sucks it, because it, when I was running like games... It's not stuff can float out well, there and Well, I'm doing that. To, I mean, I am literally, as people bring Googling stuff up and they go off the people. rails, I am Googling. What That's what they, I do. What do they find? Let's find a random table to roll on for something things like that i mean that's what i'm doing oh you're casting whatever the spell is and there's so of. much google it okay now there you go there's so do that, much uh. there's so much original wonderful fun content out there it really just blows that they're doing because some of the coolest stuff out there is not the watsy stuff yeah so uh, you know what folks we'll solve everything uh geek shock in addition to everything else we're going to do we'll do uh, D, and uh, there will be geek shocks version of D and D. Uh, we'll start. It'll it'll be very portable, very hackable, very small. <laughs> yeah, you know. We'll have mystical. Missile. What will be our 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 base dice game? Co- oh, D seventeens, coin flips. I <laughs> rock paper. Yeah, rock. Pa- no, no, rock, that's paper, Mark. scissors, that's lizard, Mark Spock. Um, no, because well, there's a, there's another one out there from the the YouTuber Questing Beast. He talks about how technically you don't need an OGL because the Supreme Court has established that you can't copyright rules mechanics. So we can still have our D20. Yeah, but, you know, magic missile. Well, Andy well, said it, mystic missile. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm, you know, this is going to, now it seems like. Andy's Andy's atrocious acid spill. The, the wish <laughs> version of D&D. Now, now it's basically the, the D&D equivalent of all those knockoff cookie brands in the store. Yeah. <laughs> Hydrox. We're going to have the Hydrox. Hydrox is the original. G&D, really? when you get your 6E oh. from um, Wish. Know your history, Barry. So instead of Dr. Pepper, it'll be like Mr. Pib? Yeah. Instead of Bigsby's fist, it'll be Barry's fisting. <laughs> wow. Mm. wow! And I wear rings. <laughs> he does. I'm looking at those fuckers right now. Ouch! You gotta make sure you count them afterwards. 
<laughs> I'll get it back eventually. He's got to listen in the toilet for that. <laughs> this is oh, my hey. time. My time. Yeah, yeah, but that's my ring. <laughs> and that's Barry sitting next to you by the toilet, waiting <laughs> and patiently <laughs> and listening. <laughs> Giving you that Barry hey, this stare. This is just gross. This is just <laughs> gross. <laughs> I broke down. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We're not going to make a Geek Shock D&D. We are going to make a Deek, We're going to make a Geek Shock board game. Yes. But not like a whole role-playing game. Oh, we can do that after the board game I told you, I want to be a, a, a deck building. Yeah. Worker placement. Right. Game with a pop-o-matic. Yes. Tiles. 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 With a betrayal. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. Betrayal and some kind of economy or whatever. Yeah. Call it the the Torgo card. The Torgo card. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Wait, and don't worry, folks. There'll be plenty of references to uh, shock monkeys, but for various legal reasons, we won't uh, use names. <laughs> but we'll use our own names. So the Torgo <laughs> Betrayal will be a Torgo Betrayal, but the sure. card where you have to take three steps back uh, will not be mentioned. Right. <laughs> uh, the awesome piece of card will be brought to you by Hef Jarris. Absolutely. Hef <laughs> There you go. Yeah, but then when you get that, nice you got, we all got to fight about what actual good pizza is. And you, you put this game aside, and you play in another game. That's the expansion. That's that's the card game. Yeah. yeah. E Pluribus Pizza. Mm. <laughs> and if you're not into D&D, there's some more news. It's <laughs> It's been less than a month since Avatar's return to theaters. Ah. Uh, The sequel has already become the 10th highest grossing project in Hollywood history. It's now up to 8th? 8th. I read that this morning. As of today? Over 1.7 billion worldwide. Do they have to pay uh, royalties to (laughs) D&D? I think everybody does at this point. Yeah, right? they're blue elves. So. Wow, blue elves. Because I, I know that's uh, surpassed both Furious Seven and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, they're n- <gasps> at number eight right now. Uh, no, they have to pay royalties to Fern Gully. <laughs> uh, that's OGL one point two. The third movie, which will reportedly introduce a fire-based Navi tribe known as the Ash People, is currently just scheduled for a wide theatrical release December twentieth, twenty twenty-four. Whoa, 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 whoa! They actually doing. Elemental yeah. powers yeah. in a movie called Avatar, which isn't about the Avatar that was the animated Avatar. Listen, you're reading a lot into Ash people. <laughs> yeah, really. Really, Andy. Never mind the fact that they're probably going to be bad guys. And the screenplay is devoted to Avatars 4 and 5 are completed, with some footage already captured from the former. Uh, whether or not Cameron ends up helming the full pentology, though, remains to be seen, because now it's a franchise for Disney. So, yeah. And uh, Cameron's kind of made some indicators that he's on board to direct a... F- the next few, but maybe not beyond that. <laughs> the next few. Yeah. Pen- At least three, holiday. maybe four is what he said. Yeah. But yeah. Taika Waititi is uh, directing the holiday There special. you go. That's and David Ryan Lynch. Johnson. What was he? David Lynch direct one. Oh, please. <laughs> I want David Lynch's avatar. 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's oh, make Jason that Jason Forbin, come, come back. Yeah, really. Let's, <laughs> let's film that. <laughs> And speaking of video games and the movies, after years of speculation of a Silent Hill revival, the long-dormant Konami survival horror franchise is coming back to life with Return to Silent Hill, new movie from the director of the original 2006 film adaptation. Uh, Konami shared the news as part of a blowout of new Silent Hill info, including a slew of new video games, as part of its Silent Hill transmission stream, revealing both the new movie reboot as well as a game remake of the original PlayStation 2 Silent Hill 2. Uh, The plot of Return to Silent Hill will also follow the video game story of Silent Hill 2. 
uh, director Christoph Gans, who did Beauty and the Beast, who helmed Sony Pictures' first film installment in 2006, will team up again with producer Samuel Hadida on the new movie, with Hadida indicating during the announcement stream that the psychological horror vibe will be modern, but also true to the video game. Silent Hill bucked survival horror conventions in 1999 by making its protagonist a hapless regular guy who fumbles his way with few powers or resources to lean on through the supernatural and human terrors that await the mythic Eternical. Eternical. <laughs> Hour and a half. Yeah. Wow. Eternical. Wow. Well, I think you started it off by saying Kornami. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, there's. there's well, that. well, this is Kornami. Okay. So, yeah, this is. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Konami, Konami just goes and does a pachinko machine. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's the knockoff cookie version. So Konami had to take the license. I need a pachinko machine. Uh, the game spawned, uh, success spawned a stream of direct sequels, launched an entire media storyverse. In addition to the Silent Hill 2 game remake, Konami also revealed plans for more new game concepts set in the same universe, including Silent Hill F and Silent Hill Townfall. Uh, Silent Hill 2 Remake was revealed as a timed console exclusive for PlayStation 5, along with a PC edition. No word yet on release date. So I'm happy for this news overall. Uh, when they released PT, Konami, uh, PT stood for Playable Trailer for their upcoming Silent Hill game. That was one of the best horror game experiences I ever had, and it was a demo. It was great. I, I just its own game through and through. Perfect use of tension and jump scare release. Just beautiful. And they, of course, boshed it and said, "Now, nah, now, nah, we're just doing a, a slot machines and pachinko machines now." For yeah, that was really sucked. So I'm glad they're back on board. Uh, but whether it's quality product, I'll believe that well, when I see it. They've had plenty of time to think of what they're doing, so it's going to be great. Absolutely. There you go. It's, and everyone includes a thousand balls. <laughs> the <laughs> pachinko joke. <laughs> the what is that? The indie monster with a thousand balls. <laughs> That's eye of the beholder. The official Lego D and D set has been chosen from user submitted on entries. Designer by uh, God damn it! I need to just Dude, stop reading. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is, what, this is what happens when I rush. I'm Bur- rushing that's, that's what happens when, when you, you have a zero energy sugar drink. No, this G-fuel is what happens Tetris when blast. we spend 30 minutes talking about D&D. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, blame yeah. D&D for your problems. 30 minutes? I think you're a little conservative on that estimate. <laughs> I blame D&D. For we have opinions. All my yeah, we problems. Need, we Clearly. Need a, we need a time stop on that for people that don't care about D&D. Hey, <laughs> hey this was important. Hey, it has profound effect on the future of G&D. G&D. Lego D and D design. Uh, this one was designed by user Bolt Bolt Builds. Uh, it's called Dragons Keep Journeys End. Combines with the tavern. I've seen in many Dungeons and Dragons books with a witch's tower before wrapping a giant green dragon around said tower. Uh, a party of adventurers is also included with this Lego D and D set, along with Ooh. a beholder. Uh, the kit is divided into different levels with many hidden nooks, little corridors link one scene to the next, and a sp- spinning the entire build around reveals a dungeon lurking beneath the tower. Uh, no word on when Dragon's Keep Journeys End will be sitting on shelves. 
but it's joining projects in development, so probably won't arrive until latter half 2023, possibly early 2024. Is this the doorway to using Legos as your mm. figures in the game? I always thought that would be a cool idea. Well, let's That'd go be... back to this. Let's uh, start saving the college kid, the kid's college fund money to uh, buy this thing. It sounds like a very expensive yeah, it set. It sounds huge. Uh, it's Lego, so yeah. But yeah. It, sounds, it sounds very big. It's, like... It is very big. I'd say it's on par with the larger Star Wars builds. Ooh. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the Lego sets have always been expensive, but lately they have been mm-hmm. ridiculously yeah. expensive. I don't think you'll find it at Walmart. I think it would be probably no. available on the Lego set. Yeah. Like, well, it would be online or the, or the Lego store. store. Yeah. 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 Um, just so everyone knows, my birthday is conveniently six months mm-hmm. after Christmas. Yeah, but you're going to so. get the Pathfinder version based on the OGL. That's going to be Duplos. Lego, Lego 3.75. Lincoln no, Logs. Uh, Ro- Roblox. Lincoln Logs. Roblox and Lincoln Logs. Wooden <laughs> Roblox. And the advanced version is the Erector set. <laughs> oh, let's do some red light, green light. Oh. Yeah. Red light. We had to, Andy. You're here. Yeah. Had to, you have to have play at least that, that oh, game, man. right? All we right. have enough tape for this? This is wonderful. <laughs> tape, because that's what we tape use. Tape is. This is where... <laughs> we got a reel-to-reel yeah. in the back. <laughs> Darn yeah. right. Got to hurry. The tape's running out. <laughs> yeah, we got to send it to our Kofi members in the mail for their... <laughs> yeah. Let's call them 8-bit machines. That's where I'm at now in my brain. All right. It's time to put this uh, meeting into order. Done right. Productions. Here we go. Four. Pitches here, one or more of them may be fake, you each get one green light. The titles are Unfair, Secret Machines, Almost Super, and Teeth. And here we go with the first one. Unfair, and that's... I I can't wait for teeth. Unfair is spelled (sighs) U-N-F-A-I-R-E. Renfair thing. Oh. Uh, I, Unfair is being developed as a reality competition for Peacock. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Curtin and I had such high hopes, and you just dashed them away. You could just see the life draining out of them when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> this summer, 30 people, 15 teams of two, will live, breathe, perform, experience, and exist in a world of renaissance fair. <laughs> How is this going to be likable by the general public? <laughs> I mean, I love Ren Fair, and I'm not watching. But we're not normal people. I know you got guys. You got the Ren Fair couple of the century right here at this table, and we'll go over Mm -hmm. people's houses who are like boring normies, and they're like, "What'd you do this week? We went to the Ren Fair." Oh, they travel to go to the Ren, and they are both rolling their eyes (laughs) at this already. Well, it's a reality. I mean, it does have reality show elements because Ren Fair people. They do it. <laughs> yeah, if you can't get later to Renfair. That's for sure. Renfair people, they do it. Hey, man. Once, a lot. Once intense. the park closes yeah. down, it's very intense. things get randy. Yeah, the tents are shaking. It gets weird. <laughs> the odds are good, but the goods are odd. <laughs> I get that from Torgo, actually. I yep. Credit where credit's due. <laughs> the, Sorry, you have a no, show. No, here's more of the show. They will maintain a character for 365 days through all types of weather, food, competitions, and whatever Will Wheaton and Becca Scott Kearns puts them through. Will Wheaton? 20 episodes will highlight wow. competitions and ceremonies. Unquote. 
each episode Fake. each episode will air along with special live streams. Unfair will air starting June 1st, 2023. The winning couple receive $100,000, a trip to Germany, and $10,000 to spend at MedievalCollectibles.com. That's just random. Why Germany? Germany? Just go to Germany. Go visit the Nuschweisten. Yeah, okay. Um, so, is it at a Renfest? You don't have the answer, Steve. I don't have the answer. I was going to say, because this is what the, I got. The Texas Renfest is like the biggest, best one ever, and that only lasts like two months. Only. That's one of the longest running consecutive every year. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta fight to find Ren Fair. So they must be just building their own well, little Ren well, Fair. Well, no, they're, they're, but they're, I mean, they could do that with the reality show. I'm sure there's a set somewhere. Well, there are, there are Ren Fairs that have a permanent, Yeah, well, permanent, Austin, uh, Austin Fair's like that. Yeah. It's private property. They have built structures on yeah. their private property. And, and they when host. they're not open, they're just closed. So well, actually, that one, how, they run summer camps for kids. Sure. A lot of them do things year round. With reality shows, King you Richard's need that. Fair in Massachusetts has the same thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, with reality shows, you kind of need that control of environment. You can't they're have all the randoms running around. It's, I'm sure there's a set oh, somewhere. Yeah. All right, fine, whatever. Okay. Continue. You fucking guys. All right. So that's uh, unfair. Will Wheaton. The Roman Legion will walk through the middle of the... There you go. I want... Stormtroopers. I want to be part of the Star Trek do. couple. That's just... Doctor watching. Who. They'll have to have a doctor. There's always doctors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see how that goes against uh, secret machines. It's secret spelled with a K. What the... Legendary television has acquired the rights to A.J. Hartley and Tom DeLonge's uh, sci-fi UFO thriller novels Secret Machines to develop as a TV series lost me with Tom DeLonge <laughs> uh, in case you're not familiar uh, Blink, lost me with him yeah, what, I know, what's I know. his deal Blink-182 Blink is crazy yeah Blink-182 member turned UFO researcher yeah. DeLonge what up will produce <laughs> the novels the are name ba- didn't tell you the, the novels were based on true events you can't see my quote fingers here uh, they were written with guidance from U- former US government officials here's the description Secret Machines is a quote gripping thriller that tells the story of a US Air Force pilot and a British heiress a New York journalist and a former World War II prisoner of, prisoner of war whose lives intersect as they each discover dangerous information about a global cover up of advanced UFO technology used to create unstoppable next generation fighter aircrafts and 80 years of secret history all of which has profound implications for humanity the truth they uncover propels each of them into a labyrinth of powerful forces competing to control the other world technology at all costs unquote secret machines what do you think next Yeah, I, I hate it, but it probably is. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's probably it's yeah. for real. But I don't. I'm not interested in that. Uh, here's almost super. Uh, Zach Galifianakis is producing an animated show for Hulu called Almost Super. Quote: Meet Robert Jablowski. Robert works in the financial investigation department. He's unable to find any irregularities in numbers instantly. It isn't super. But it's his power. Robert is one of many in the city that has powers that aren't super. They can't jump over buildings, but they can instantly know what you want on your salad or make the end of their pinky finger turn invisible, unquote. Uh, Galf Kanakis will voice Robert. Colin Ferguson, Neil Grayston, and James Rodé Rodriguez are also in talks. What do you think of animated show on Hulu, Almost Super? Almost I give it a light. season. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fun, but I think yeah. Andy's right. I don't know if they can carry that joke forward. Yeah. <clears throat> One show. 
It's like uh, the uh, what's the DC one? The, the Legion of Substitute Heroes, <laughs> right? It was good for like a book, and then it's like eh, not so much. And finally, teeth. Quote. Here you go, Barry. Wait, this is the wait, one. wait. There was already a thing Horror. called teeth. Yes, yes. there is horror right. movie. Yes. Ah, well, this is not that. Okay. Quote. Don't go into the forest at night. There are teeth. Unquote. Teeth. A new show coming to Netflix this fall. I thought that was it. Wait, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. That can't be no. it. That's it. Seriously? Bullshit. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Look, that's it. What the hell kind of pitch is that? Did you screw up and delete something? No, that's what I got. That's the what pitch. What the fuck is that? There's teeth in the forest. Well, no shit. That's I a, thought he said chief. That's, that's, <laughs> that's an elevator pitch at best. Not even that. It's an escalator pitch. Oh, there you it's go. It's a dumbwaiter pitch. Unfair, secret right. machines, <laughs> almost super, and teeth. Did you just run out of shit? What, the, what is that? <laughs> you know uh, what? That's going to get made for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I like it totally. You know what's sad? The Tom DeLonge one is the best one out of there. That's how sad this one is. The secret machine one? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, who is the, oh, the guy from 182? You know what Teeth was, right? The horror movie. Oh, oh yeah. That's the, the yeah. Vagina Dentata. Yes. Yeah. 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 Didn't see it. Vagina Didn't look good, Dentata. But what a beautiful I saw it. it was, I was waiting for someone to take that. It was kind of eh. No, it was just eh. It was just eh. Yeah. But you have to green light something. So, Deb, what do you choose? Nothing. <laughs> you got to green light nothing. something. Best of the worst. That's why I'm going. <laughs> Secret machine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. This is one of those you have to use it or lose it options. So we've got this bucket of money, and if we want to keep getting this bucket of money, you have to spend it. Right, That's it's an options kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Andy, where do you put your green? There's that Galifianakis thing because Galifianakis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. I didn't know he was a shipping magnate. <laughs> I didn't know he was drinking. <laughs> <laughs> say, he hasn't even had anything to drink yet. I know. <laughs> no, the, the, the superhero thing because it's it's good it's good for a season. So we'll 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 fund one season, but that's it. Don't throw many development money for the second season because they're not going to come up with it. All right, Barry. Ooh. So this is tough. I kind of really. <laughs> I I kind of want to I I kind of want to fund the the unfair. Just because I, I think it's funny. <laughs> I would watch like a, the first couple episodes and laugh at them, but then I'd get sick of it real quick. So I think we're going to go with almost super. All right. Matt. Secret Machines. Wow. Big Tongue the Lion fan. Not really. You got love that Blink-182 crazy? No. No? no. Jeff. Um, you got you to green light some, all the small things, you know? So. <laughs> Very nice, very nice, sir. I think I'm also going to go with Almost Super just because that's it's the only one that sounds even, yeah. Somewhat, yeah. somewhat yeah, funny wow. and yeah. enjoyable, maybe. <laughs> Jeff is so out, so out of this. He's like buried his knuckle into his cheek so deep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like trying to pick the best of the worst. Well, yeah. And it's all bad this time. <laughs> There's usually at least one bright spot. The in best these, pizza in Rump. <laughs> it's, oh. all New, it's all New York pizza, Jeff. Kirsten, oh. what do you what do you pick? Well, there there would be potential for unfair if uh, Clint Barton would show up uh, midway through the season. 
Hawkeye. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> is he gonna but bring a snowmobile or is a yeah? Is a too snow- soon. Too oh, soon. Wow. Snowcat, not snowcat. Come on. Ooh, and he was doing man. his neighbors a favor. I know he's a great guy. He's a real superhero. <laughs> There's a lesson here. Don't do your neighbors any favor. And. Uh, <laughs> That's what I take. From that's, 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 that's Barry's takeaway, and that's, that's Barry. That's Barry's takeaway. <laughs> secret, okay. Secret, secret machines. I, I, I've watched plenty of History Channel. All right. Aliens. You know, almost super Stan Lee did the people with superpowers thing. Which, which what? Were, yeah. He did people. Didn't he do the show where he talked about people who... You know, like eidetic memory and stuff like that. Oh, you mean reality stuff? Yeah. No, this yeah. is this no. is an animated show. It's an right? animated. No, but I'm using the Andy logic of connection. Where oh. Stanley already did this. Um, <laughs> so, and by the way, folks, uh, let's just put it out there now. Send to comments at geekshock.com. What all of uh, podcast.com geekshockpodcast.com. Don't send it to geekshock.com. Yeah, I don't even know some where that goes. Chinese guy will get it. Uh, podcast.com. Fuck that guy. What are our almost superpowers? Oh, wow. Okay. Get on it, Pat. You know you want to, Jake. And as almost, yes, yeah, so anyway. I'm I'm voting for Teef. What 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 teef? what, what, what about for Teef? Teef. What about what about Teef? Uh, <laughs> I, I, appealed to you? Appeals to me? Yeah. Uh, there's teeth in it. Oh, okay, I get it's that. horror. It's Netflix. It's got teeth. Who it's got. It sounds like it's got bite. Uh, um, yeah, but we know so little <laughs> yeah. about it. It could just be a bunch of those wind up teeth in a in a forest. Yeah, I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> Andy, that means that the the this is open. To potential, there's 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 way way wide creative room here. Um, uh, actually, I'm sorry. Uh, Jeff and I have already had this discussion about do limitations make for creativity or not. Well, I think this is an opportunity to show that wide open spaces make for tremendous creativity. Who are you? So and what do you do with curse? Yeah, right. Teeth. Wow. Its bite is worse than its. Bark. Positivity is refreshing because it's in the forest. Yeah. Thanks, Andy, for just stomping all over that. Um, <laughs> no, when, I'm when a little even frightened right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what's going on in yeah. front of me. Yeah, Andy, you ruined his pun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andy's back. Andy's uh, back. So, yeah, back I'm going again. with Chief. All right. Uh, so, by uh, vote, looks like Almost Famous is where we're putting our money. Almost Famous. That's what I said. <laughs> Almost famous. I'll actually stop drinking G Fuel Tetris Blast. (laughs) Oh, 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 trust me, the way this tastes, I will. (laughs) I love though how you power through. This tastes like shit. I can hardly wait till I'm done. And and I love that the side of the can that's facing me says Extreme Focus. Clearly, it's not working. That's a lie. Oh, I'm nothing if not focused. Extreme focus. I, I am focused on messing up these words. <laughs> Almost super is getting the green. So, what do you think is fake, Deb? <laughs> I, I, I love that she that moment. She needs yeah. that moment. I do. I don't know teeth. All right, Andy. The Will Wheaton thing. It's way too complicated. There's no way they can get a year of of uh, Ren Fair together. Barry, unfair. Matt. Three of them are fake. Unfair teeth and almost super. <laughs> wow. Jeff. Uh, I'm also going to go with unfair. I think that one sounds 
the most fake? Cares. I definitely think unfair is fake. I don't think Will Wheaton would do this. Um, <clears throat> and uh, you know what? I also think uh, Almost Super and uh, Strange Machines. Secret. What is your devotion? Secret oh, Machines. Yeah. Guys. The bite of it. It's a, <laughs> it's a teaser line. Yes. It, 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 I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Teaser that, line. Yeah, it's a simple teaser. That's it. And, and, and it was put in there by, uh, you know, this asshole to uh, throw us off. Or, 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 yeah, or whoever, you know, or uh, Biggs. I blame Biggs. But, yeah, I think. I want to see a movie poster for that. All right. So, Kirsten, you said. Uh, all the other three. All of them. Okay. Butt teeth. Okay. Uh, butt teeth? Butt teeth. <laughs> oh, good God. <laughs> the sequel, the sequel to Vagina Dentata. <laughs> teeth. Wow. Butt teeth. <laughs> I'm not calling the episode butt teeth, but I am writing it down. Oh, no. That is not going to be a sticker. <laughs> Thank I'm God. I'm making that sticker. That's okay. I'm sure Pat and Jake will take care of that. <laughs> Secret sticker club. <laughs> Spelled with a K. Matt had it absolutely right. Wow. 100%. The only real one was Secret Machines. <laughs> yes. Unfair and Almost Super was sent by Pat Spurl. And Teeth, a while ago, was sent by Aussie Matt because you said that one, the one he sent was over-descriptive. So. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to the other extreme? Good wow. on you. Nicely done. Guys. Nicely done, yeah. Matt. I'd like to point out that Matt and I are the only ones who voted for the real one. Just it's a whole lot there. of competition. See, with this one. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Always. You got to have Always. that competition. Yeah. Uh, and if you have a friggin' thing for me to mangle, uh, <laughs> write to us, uh, comments at geekshockpodcast.com. And if you're sending a pitch, put pitches, bitches in the subject heading, and then, uh, of course, write the pitch in the body. If you don't want me to change it, let me know. Otherwise, I will try to adjust it to what the other pitches around it are kind of like to help s- s- obfuscate it. Thank you very much. I can't think anymore. This is awful energy drink. I can't. Yeah. It, it doesn't allow me to think anymore. Extreme. It, it, does it include brain damage of one of the side effects? Or? <laughs> no, I had that anyway. Brain <laughs> damage. It's just magnifying it this time. So I want to thank all of our listeners. I especially want to thank our Kofi members, your support of the show absolutely funds us through and through and for all you Kofi members in case you missed it the full season that's five episodes of Super Fight are available on the Kofi Drive and after this episode we will be recording a new game uh, that uh, Andy brought over to uh, for us to play so uh, what, what's that one called it's called Poetry for Neanderthals yes borrowed from uh, Major Man yes so we are, are we going to uh, record that for our Kofi members, all Kofi members, of course. And if you want to join, ko-fi.com slash GeekShock, uh, you will learn more. But all tiers get the extra recorded content. But I also want to thank a Tier 1 this time. Sir Chomps, Hylian Scoop, Chad Wilson, Ambivalent Hoax, Richard Bruin, Scoopatron, Mandy, Sour Matty D, Jacob Flora, Multiverse Tonight, Scully, Mr. Dumbledave, Froyog Softserve, Gil, Matthew Bates, and Earth7John B., and of course, our tier four whiskey fireball members, King Vol, Deb T, David Farrar, Atomic Gumby, J.R. Conkle, and our tier five members, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, and Glumley. And of course, King Vald for your one-off 
on top of your already gentleness. Yeah, King Vault, you're great. Go to McDonald's. Tell me what they got. Yeah, we want to butter. hear about the salmon Big Mac. Show us what you got. The herring. The herring Big Mac. Oh, God. And a special thank you to our theme song creator, Sam Heffernan. It's called The Burning Light. And you can find his music at SWH Music on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch. And our red light, green light theme writer is Justin Nozick, a.k.a. Froyog Softserve. Find his music at theplaguephysicians.bandcamp.com. And, of course, beautiful listener, you. Thank you so much. And until next week, I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Maple Leaf Matt. Teethy Vlarg. <laughs> Fact-checked Andy. And Deb. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Butt teeth. Butt teeth. Butt teeth. Butt teeth. This episode has had some themes in the <laughs> I'm just not happy with. <laughs> Why don't Are you, you ever like butt teeth? <laughs> <laughs>